town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more I got the horses in the back Ladies and gentlemen Head is mad at black Got the boosters black to match Riding on a horse I introduce to you Montero Lamar Hill, professionally known as Little Nas X, accompanied by our great friend Billy Ray Cyrus. We're talking about 2010. I know you're saying, Bobby, this song wasn't released in 2010. And you'd be right, it wasn't. It was actually released in 2018. But, it, um, it, um, was, uh, the biggest song of the decade. I challenge you. I challenge you. This is by far um, Isn't he a genius, this guy? Right? This guy has just Talk about luck and one-hit wonders Billy Ray I mean, no joke uh, His daughter, Miley Right? The whole Hannah Montana thing I mean, you had to, you had to just admire the fact that this guy. Sorry about that; it was a little loud. <clears throat> Welcome everybody to episode twenty of the Bobby Kudo Show. Uh, thank you, first off, to everyone who joined in on the live cast. Um, you know, I just want to say, Facebook, you're real funny. Uh, call you guys out because uh, you know, just I'm just playing music in the background. I mean, relax. Enough with the copyright bullshit. You know what I mean? Like Jesus. Um, is I concern myself that should I even be can my ears hear it? Is it okay for my ears to hear it? Facebook, is that all right with you? Um, it just they just there's so many restrictions on everything. It's just they kind of ruin it all. You know what I mean? It's like what the hell? Um, some good tunes today, guys. Hey, right? Old Town Road. What was? I mean, seriously, when you heard that come out, nobody knew. I, you know what? I'll be honest with you guys. I um, I didn't like it. I hated it when it came out. I thought it was terrible. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then. One of those songs that just kind of played over and over and over again, and before you know it, uh, it sucks you in. And I am, I know. And then when you hear the story uh, about it, um, the, the song was first released independently December of 2018. After gaining popularity, the single was re-released as a major label on Columbia Records on March of 2019, which now is uh, distributes the single. Uh, Lil Nas Next also recorded a remix of country singer Billy Ray Cyrus, which was released on April 5th. Um, again, the genius. Uh, both the original and the remix were included in Lil Nas X debut album, uh, episode seven. The song uh, has widely labeled as country rap, uh, and the genre that had been only become mainstream a year prior to its release. Dutch Beach, Dutch uh, Beach producer. Oh, um, Young Koi uh, produced the instrumental and uh, made it available for purchase in 2018. It features a sample of a banjo with an instrumental piece and 34 Ghost Four. Uh, American History Rock with Nine Inch Nails. So that's pretty cool. Like Nine Inch Nails is in that. I mean, it's, 
He they mix all that stuff in there. Um, little not is next. He purchased the instrumental for thirty dollars, and then recorded Old Town Road in one day. At the time, he had been living with his sister after dropping out of college. His real world struggles uh, served as an influence in some of the lyrics. So there you have it, right? I mean, again, I, you know, I mentioned it in uh, episode nineteen, and I'll mention it again. Like the amazing ability of. Um, Social media, like it just takes that one split second. You can have that one. What is it, right? If you can, if you can sneak it in there, you know, if you can sneak your rat with a pizza uh, that gets, you know, a billion views. And in this case, in this kid gets. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I know. I, I was looking for samples for the show, so I know the process of going in and um, kind of looking for the stuff. And there's a lot of samples of music for sale. That you can buy and kind of almost own the rights to it, and uh, and in this case, a song gets that big. I mean, imagine how much money um, that they made uh, with that song. They were playing it everywhere, everywhere. And I will guarantee you, this New Year's, uh, it'll they'll play it and they'll play it and they'll play it. Um, and that's I thought it was pretty cool to open the uh, the uh, episode with that one, guys. So welcome everybody. Welcome to episode twenty. Got a lot of stuff to cover today. I hope that uh, Christmas Christmas treated you well. Uh, it was fantastic for me. Uh, anybody who follows on the uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you would have seen that um, we did, in fact, go see uh, and visit my uncle uh, and hang out and just had a really great time. I will be honest with you. Not everybody was there. Um, you know, there were a lot of family members that um, couldn't make it for whatever reason. Um, but I will tell you all that you were um, missed very much. And uh, we hope that maybe... Before the uh, uh, end of the holiday season, we can get together, hang out, maybe have a drink, maybe break some bread. <sighs> so good to be behind the mic again. Guys, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I just, you know, I figured this episode uh, would be fantastic and kind of recapping. You know, I know that um, I mentioned in 19, uh, big to do, want to do all this stuff and um, you know, the, quite honestly, the truth is, is uh, I, I know I've mentioned it before to you guys. I, I do have a full-time job. And unfortunately, I you know, with my tenure and my current position, I really, the days that I have off, um, you know, I, it, it's tough to, to manage the holidays and, you know, the, the podcast. And, um, you know, I, I put a lot into this, guys. I, I you know, I really do the research. I, I, I go on and I, um, I, as I always mention, I always like to make it relevant, uh, to, to, um, to every day, you know, every day. And then in this case, every day and, uh, 2010, which was <laughs> a crazy year. So, um, in speaking of that, um, you know, 2010 Barack Obama, he was the president of the United States at the time. And, uh, I know what, and I, I'm pretty sure you guys will agree and con- in consideration to, um, even like this this holiday season, uh, I know for a fact, me personally, I can say with um, with absolute certainty that I was very comfortable uh, feeling Christmas. I was very comfortable, you know. And it was uh, there was a post, and typically these posts don't bother me, or, or even I, I don't typically um, um, get you know razzled by them. But um, Trump posted, of course. Um, the real Donald Trump posted a picture and it's like Jesus with carrying, he's carrying suitcases. Um, and the, and, the, and it says Obama kicked me out and, and uh, Trump invited me back in. Um, it, you know, and, and that's, and I guess that's fine. And that's all perception. Um, you know, ultimately I think, um, one of the means of controlling people has always been through religion. Uh, I think when people, uh, 
lose um, or think they're going to lose their ability to practice their faith or what they believe in, um, you know, things to, things to tend to get a little hairy. And, and you know, and I will be honest with you that um, um, when Obama was president, you know, I, I won't I won't say I won't deny it, and I'm sure you 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 won't deny it either. Um, a lot of tension, you know, even in the religion realm, because uh, realm, you know he never really was clear on his religious beliefs and. Um, some would say that he's Muslim. And personally, I mean, I, I don't, to me, it really doesn't make a difference uh, what you are. I mean, my, ultimately, I think as long as you have the country's best interest in mind, I think, you know, faith is faith. Uh, whether it be, you know, Muslim, Catholic, uh, Judaism, whatever, whatever it may be, I think anything that brings people together in um, in in one instance in, uh, in, in a realm of discussing peace, um, and, and good things, right? I mean, I would, you know, I know that every time I went to church, uh, we were talking about, or the priests would be talking about doing good upon others, and, and you know, what some maybe some inspiring stories of the Bible that uh, might maybe influence uh, us day to day. So, um, not to get too far off track, but um, I will tell you that you know, within you know, 2010 <clears throat> leading up, and him being the president, I, I, I guess you know, again, it was, um, it was a little. Um, a little, a little like nervy. You weren't happy holidays. You, you weren't sure, but I don't know if it was. The, the, you know, the reason I'm even bringing this up is I was actually I never really realized it until, um, until until now. Where, um, when you think about uh the way things have changed from now, it, it's almost as if you know you you, you, you almost didn't want to share. You almost scared to share your opinion and your ideas. Um, and I think. The, the the media had a lot to do with that, uh, which brings me to another point that I, that I wanted to make today, and that is um, fake news. And and um, you know, I, I I'll be honest with you, uh, it, it 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 these things are just kind of really dawning on me. It's like one after another. And and it, it, is it because Donald Trump is the president? I don't know. Is it because he's calling these things out? Uh, I know you'll agree with me when I say that I have always, and I think historically, historically, let's just say historically that um, you trusted the news, right? You would trust the news outlet. You would trust um, what they were telling you. If, if, if the news said um, that, you know, the, 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 there was a satellite, you know, or an asteroid falling from space, everybody would panic because you believe what the news is telling you. They, they tell you it's going to snow. They tell you it's going to rain. Uh, and we prepare for it. So, you know, for many, many years, you know, you're getting this, you're getting this information from, you know, from... Um, from a news source, you know, whatever your news source may be, you know, a lot of people you may like, um, uh, uh, you may like um, um, Fox, you may like CNN, you know, wh- whatever, whatever that may be, that's fine. That that's not the, the point of what I'm saying. Is that my point of even mentioning it is that the fact that typically you believe what the news tells you, and I think that the, the news outlets, and I and this is I go across the board. This is across the board for all of them. I believe that the news outlets, the major news outlets, um, they've all they let us down. I think that they took advantage of us um, because it was always the oath. I know I believed in always the oath of the truth of the news. If it was if it was on the news and it, it had to be true, like they couldn't right. Like if, if if they said it, like they had to they had to own it right. And um, you know, there was a lot of stuff that just wasn't true. And you know the, the stuff that we figured out. You know you had that guy in Boston there that uh, the Boston Globe reporter. Um, who claimed that he was at the? Um, um, he claimed that he was at the uh, the Boston bombings, uh, and that he carried um, he was carrying dead bodies, and uh, that he knew these people, and um, and he made the whole story up, and it was all fake, and it wasn't true. 
um, and, and, and it, like stuff like that. Well, I think it was, um, and then and then and then NBC, the whole um, story there with the um, with the helicopter, and he was in the helicopter and the missile, like some of those things that were just said that weren't true. And, and I think people started to realize that maybe maybe they shouldn't maybe they shouldn't believe. Maybe they shouldn't believe everything that they hear in the news. Like maybe, maybe it's not true. Maybe, maybe people are exaggerating, and maybe people are just saying things that 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 don't that not really ha- that isn't really happening. And is it all perception? You know what I mean? I I could sit here and I could say whatever I want to you guys, and I could spin it in a manner that um that that fits my narrative. You know what I mean? That 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 maybe right. That's that's really what what we're talking about here. I mean, it's it's a situation where I think that um. You have to be truthful. You have to be honest, and I and I and I think if we continue, not not to be in this this current path of the, the way the news outlets are, are spinning news and, and putting news out there, it's just it's it's poison. I think it's it's not good. Um, and even on the internet, right? So now I will tell you guys, I I try to I try to advertise on on Facebook for the show, and when I do so, it, it's it's a it's literally an act of Congress now because they make me. They make they make me uh, go. I have to prove who I am. I had to actually literally upload my license, my social security number, um, my address. They had to mail me. I mean, they literally had to mail me. Like I was. I mean, I, they will had to had to mail me this 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 letter so that I I could verify that I am who I say I am, and that way, otherwise, I couldn't have a political opinion on Facebook. So just keep that in mind if you want to have a. If you want to have an outspoken opinion uh, in politics, and for me, guys, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you guys, we're twenty episodes in. You know how I feel. Um, I don't. I, I'm on either side. I'm on the side of um, what makes sense. Uh, you know what I mean. I mentioned to you guys before, and I'm I'm an I'm an independent. So I'm not. I mean, for me, it's it's about what I think is right for my family and my country. You know what I mean? Not. Um, not not somebody else's message. You, you know, see, watching these people in the streets and. They, I don't know. They identify that somehow they they feel like they're they're doing good. I I don't I don't quite see how that how that fits what we're talking about. But um, if we continue to just be violent like that, I mean, what what's the point? I mean, I don't I don't understand where that's going. So, guys, welcome welcome to the show. I kind of little rant there in the opening, but um, so exciting, guys. If if um if you guys have been noticing, I've been really kind of picking up on the um on the social media end of it. I've been trying to get a little more active, asking questions. Um, and everybody's been so fantastic. Uh, just a quick shout out to, uh, Donna Santa Croce, Donna, congratulations, uh, on your, on your, um, successes. You know, I, I did, um, post a couple of questions to the, to the audience and asking, Hey, you know, what are some of the things that been, you know, what were pivotal, pivotal in your, um, the last decade, things that maybe changed your life. Um, if, if there was something that you could change, um, what, what would it be? You know, I, I, I like to think that, you know, if everybody had a second chance, right? If we all had a second chance, would you go back and would you, would you change something? Would you, would you make it different? Would you, um, right? I mean, would you? Cause again, if, if you do, then does, 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 what do you, do you end up back here? Does that, is that where you end up or, or, or no, you know, that's, that's the question. You know, it's these things that, you have to realize the consequences of the actions then uh, ultimately affect the timeline of where we are here today. So, um, but I always like to think, what if, you know, I think that's a, 
I think that's an important trait for everybody to realize, you know, that you don't lose the sense that you can um, have that ability to uh, just imagine maybe, maybe how things might have been or, hey, maybe if I, you know, I'm, me, I'm a victim of my own cause, really, honestly, guys, I OCD, um, and I and I think things through like a million times before I commit, so um, it is what it is, I mean, it's just, that's just my makeup, that's who I am, and I don't know if you, you guys are the same way, some people have the ability to just kind of click shut it off, I unfortunately do not have that ability, but um, I don't know, it hasn't done me... <laughs> I don't feel like it's done me wrong. I feel like it's uh, it's it, it's been a good mechanism in my life. It's been a driver for me. I think it's uh, in many many cases, um, it's uh, made me a better person. I, I, I would believe that. Uh, and speaking of better people, like Ralph Ralph Almeida, you know, buddy, I congratulations on um, all your success, buddy. I know you know he he responded to uh, one of the questions and you know what are some of the successes uh, over the last ten years and you know he's gotten into the real estate market and he's on. Um, if I read that right, I hope I'm right. Um, his, his third house. I mean, congratulations, Ralph. You know, it's one thing to just get up every day. And like I mentioned before, just get up every day. Right. And just, and just take it, take it granted and just do what you do every day and just kind of, uh, uh, right. Right. Who wants to, who, I mean, I guess if you're okay with that, right. If you live for the weekends, some people live for the weekends. Um, me, I, I live for every day. I, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to waste any time. So, you know, if you have that ability, Ralph, it seems like you're on your way, my friend. Um, and if I can, any, if I can support you in any way, shape, or form, buddy, let me know. Um, if there's anything I can do to help uh, uh, support your your goals and your dreams, if it's a if it's a phone number that you want me to uh, shout out there, if there's something you got going on, I'd be love more than happy to to do that for you. I'd love to help out uh, because I ultimately I love to see everybody's success. You know what I mean? To me, it's uh, just proof, proof positive that I've surrounded myself. Um, with really good people because you know ultimately you're only as successful as the people you surround yourself with so um, the idea that I'm still um, involved with a lot of these people um, is just fantastic absolutely fantastic um, and I'm so uh, glad that I'm able to come on here and um, share these experiences with you guys and I mean it's just it's so awesome it's just fantastic for me I love it uh, I mentioned that you know we were um, kind of just shifting gears a little bit you know I did mention that um Went to my Uncle Duat's house for the holidays and just hanging out with the family. My cousins, my beautiful, beautiful cousins. I love them dearly. Um, such wonderful, kind people. I know I, I post it and I say it, um, but to feel it, you know what I mean? The, the city of so much love um, and, and compassion for everyone. And I, I'm, um, I was flattered that everybody's listening. You know, I was, I, I, I was there and um, I, I know there's a, you know, a couple, I have a couple of cousins that listen. I know that they listen, but I mean, everybody, everybody's listening. The funny thing was, I'll tell you a quick, funny story is my, I was, I called my mom, um, <laughs> and she had a couple of questions for me about something. And then I, I could, I could swear that I could hear myself in the background. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, mom, I'm like, what is that? She says, it's you. I'm, I'm listening. To, and <laughs> so she had gone to my aunt's house. Shout out on Anna, uh, Brandon. I know, um, you guys, uh, um, <laughs> I know you guys. Um, you guys are fans of the show, and I and I really appreciate it. Uh, to Tiana, um, my uncle Brian, uh, and again Brandon and Lila, I really appreciate it. So, the point of my story. Sorry, Steve. Um, the point of my story was um, that um, I could hear myself, and my mom. My mom was listening to the show. I mean, uh, how flattering is that? You know what I mean? So uh, she was. She sounded quite proud. Uh, you know, I, um, it was funny. We were talking uh, at the party, 
uh, about um, the podcast and and of course my cousin I believe it was Rosie that, that asked me she's like where where does this where does it come from where and I told her I said the truth of the matter the truth of it is is that I've always 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 wanted to um, I've always wanted to do it I've always wanted to be on like you know this way and I, and I don't want to say on the radio but I mean up until podcasting that the only outlet for for audio uh vocal was the radio that's right you had to get on the radio uh, I remember uh pump up the volume uh with Christian Slater um <laughs> uh Steve I still love you too bro I I uh, guys I want you to know I I'm not I don't I don't want to just kind of jump all over the place but I I am I continue to live cast the uh, why shut it off right if you guys are here why not I just kept it going so um it's going to be part of the podcast so um, if you hear me kind of jump off and just answer some questions, it's because you guys are asking. So it's relevant to what we're doing here. But um, so flattered, right? Flattered. Back to my mom. Flattered that she's listening to the show. And uh, it's just, it, it's unbelievable. And the fact, oh, so back to what I was saying. I'm sorry. I kind of got off, off track there. Um, so Ro, she asked me, she's like, where? And and, and I, I honestly believe it was, and I mentioned it in the last podcast, is was Raul Benavides. And I remember when I was very, very young, um, and we, the first house that I lived, well, one of the first houses that I lived in, the first my mom came in, we had a house on Fountain Street, but my grandparents owned the house off of South Main and Morgan Street, right near TA Restaurant, if you know the area. And um, every year they would do the Portuguese procession. And like, this was a big deal. It was legit. Like the, the whole procession would last, I mean, 45 minutes to an hour, start to finish. Um, and my grandfather had the house and then he had a storefront with a flat roof and Every year, part of it, part of the Raul Benavides would come down, he would set up all his equipment, and he would literally live broadcast the show from the roof. And I remember how awesome I thought that was and how cool it was. And, you know, watching him with his headphones on and the microphone and um, him interviewing people. Like, and it was, you know, there were a lot of famous Portuguese uh, stars that would come up to the roof. It was almost like a TRL. I, I know as corny as that sounds, it was like an MTV TRL for Portuguese singers like George Ferreira, uh, um, uh, Roberto Real, um, uh, 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 Aries Ferreira, if you guys know. I mean, there was there was a couple of really popular um, um, bands and, and singers that came up because that was obviously they're promoting um, their albums, but they would come up sit, and he would do the interview right up on the roof as the procession would go by and he would talk about all the sponsors. But I, re- I remember... Um, guys, one of the greatest memories of my life that was, that was, I would always look forward to that. And I remember being so small, um, and we would just very, I mean, we had to be very careful. I mean, literally we were on the roof, on the edge of the roof. There was no railing or anything. Um, and, uh, it would get packed. Like literally the, the whole, I mean, if you guys do any research, go back a couple of years and like South main street processions and literally the whole the whole street they shut it down um vendors it was always an event always an event i i, I, I some of the greatest memories of my life that, those were literally some of the greatest uh, memories of my life um so that's where this comes from guys that's why that's why i think the podcast is just so great um and just so like just you guys i know you guys can feel it cuz it's in there i'm i mean it, there's so much passion in in what i'm doing here and i and i'm hope i'm hoping that that's translating through through the words that I'm saying to you. This is just monumental for me. Going on episode 20. Are you kidding me, guys? Seriously? Episode 20. I can't believe it. I look forward to this all week. I can't wait to get here. I cannot wait 
to, 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 to get behind the microphone and to share all these crazy ideas that I have throughout the week uh, in, in here. And, and now with, you know, again, bringing in the live cast, um, I'm just not, I don't want to do it all the time, guys. I, they think this is, a, this is a monumental episode, episode 20, and I wanted to share this with you guys. So um, I think it's important to have you here, and, and, and we'll share it here together, and we'll listen, we'll listen again tomorrow, and you guys get to hear the finished product uh, uh, from start to finish. So listen, you know, I thought, you know, rather than get too crazy, I just wanted to talk about uh, 2010. I hope you guys don't mind. I hope you guys enjoy uh, the subject because I mean I think it's ten years right it's it, it to, uh, look we're talking two days away right New Year's and it's the decade is over right so what are your goals like what are you what are you gonna do what are you gonna do differently right what I you know we all have dreams guys but what what's gonna drive you what's the you got to do it now right because if you do it now there's no better time right there's no better time than than right now new year's resolution set it say to yourself i'm gonna do it this is the direction i want to take um and again if if you're doing if you're already doing it just you know what kick ass at it do it better right do it even better why not you know the idea of just getting up and, and and just doing it the same way every day every day how boring is that challenge yourself you know what i mean make it make it worth it uh because you know what if you lived in 2010 um you know, you, you were going to buy a house in 2010. It was going to cost you about $232,000, right? The cost of gas was $2.73. $2.73, crazy. Uh, a postage stamp, $0.44, cents, right? We talked about that last podcast. Um, a dozen of eggs is going to cost you about $1.37. A loaf of bread, about two forty nine. Um, wow, the price of gold per ounce, was one thousand two hundred and thirty-seven dollars? If you had an ounce of gold, that, that's what it was worth. Whoosh. Craziness. Uh, and a barrel of oil was about seventy-three dollars a barrel. Uh, what happened? The fiscal crisis. So this is where we get into like a little bit of muddy water. Uh, when Obama came in, if anybody remembers, uh, it was the economy was. Um, was pretty toast. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the the real estate market, the the inflation, the bubble, everything had exploded. Um, and Obama really, I mean, and I would never, not that I would come to any president's defense because they don't need me to defend them because they can all defend themselves. But in all fairness, um, the 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 economy was already on the it was already on its way in the toilet. I mean, it was there was nothing going on coming out of the Iraq War. There was nothing. I mean, the amount of money we were spending and blowing, and then everybody's buying these. Houses with these these ridiculous mortgages, way outside of their means, uh, and um, of course everything exploded. Right, nobody's paying their mortgage. Everything kind of the bubble exploded. Um, and I know I've mentioned it before that you know the house I live in now was a, a direct result of that. The people that lived here before me, um, just they didn't make it. They just didn't make it. They 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 um, they struggled, and you know their loss. We kind of came in, and it was our gain and. Um, I'm so thankful to be here. I, I love I love this place. I, I I can't imagine being anywhere else. I know I mentioned it um, before, but um, it was it, you know to get it, to get back to the um, to the point. Um, the economy was in rough shape. You know it was tough. It, a lot of money. It, like it was you couldn't you couldn't save a dime. It was paycheck to paycheck. It was there was no extra money. You weren't going out to eat. You weren't doing anything. It was tough and. Um, I know that Obama did a lot of different things and stimulants and trying to, um, 
You know, it's funny because if you remember Bush, Bush did a lot of the um, um, the tax breaks. Like, you, you know, I think there was, I, I remember on a couple of occasions just getting checks in the mail for $1,000, I believe, per child um, that, that you could, you know, spend it economic stimulus that was what it was called um and you wonder what kind of impact you know that might have helped at the moment but what kind of impact that had long term um because i mean did a lot of people spend that money yeah probably um maybe a lot of people saved it put it in the bank now the money's not in circulation anymore um i think you would hope that that if you were going to do an economic stimulus and, and and send people a check that they would take that money and whatever it may be, throw it back into the economy and hopefully stimulate or like jumpstart some type of movement. But it didn't. And for many years, the economy just it really sucked for a long time. Um, so I know Obama inherited like a, a bad situation. And did he make it better? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, let's I guess uh, up until, you know, Trump coming in. And um, now, of course, the market closes at a, a record high every day. Um, does that have a lot to do with the fact that, you know, Trump is a businessman and the world has faith in that? Uh, yes. Do I believe that a lot of that has to do with the fact that, um, the world knows that he's no bullshit, that, that whatever, you know, he, he's not, if he says he's going to do what he does it, if he, 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 those are very important, especially when you're in business. Um, so when you're tweeting a lot of these things, you know, and I, and a, and a, a perfect example is Elon Musk. Um, there's a guy that is like, you know, if his Twitter, if, if he's doing, if he's typing something in his Twitter, it could be a three word sentence. And it's just, it's always a monumental, right? Message. Like everybody's reading into it. What does it mean? What is he, what is he talking about? And, um, it's always like code and secret. Um, and there's a guy that, I mean, SpaceX, right? I mean, we're talking, um, 2010, SpaceX birth of 2010 was uh, the SpaceX was, was in 2010, um, and that was they had the um, it was the Falcon, um, the capsule, the Dragon, the the, the capsule. It was it, they shot it, um, and it successfully successfully launched, it, uh, returned back to Earth. Uh, and but the secret to all that, and I don't know, um, <laughs> I don't know if, um, and that's funny because you would think that with with a lot of the um, regulations as far as even even the regulations with with um, uh, uh, with NASA um, you wonder like what's the cost for a company like SpaceX to literally uh, send right literally send a rocket into space um, every day right like do they pay per rocket launch uh, what is what is that cost because they're literally they got the dragon heavy now right the dragon 7 i believe it's the dragon heavy and that thing is going into space daily um but it, the thing is is what what's it carrying right so i mean i i see that a couple of things one i'm very excited that we are able to or have the ability to leave the earth every single day i think that's fantastic Am I concerned? Because what is what is Tesla, what is SpaceX sending into space every day? Right? Because you don't just send a rocket, a, a, right, into space for nothing, right? It has to, what are they carrying? They say a lot of it goes to the International Space Station. Okay. Is it all going to the International Space Station? Is are other countries hiring SpaceX to put different satellites of space yeah they are of course they are and and spacex will be and is the cheapest and quickest way um and right now the safest way to do it i mean they are the their successful launches um 
I mean, nobody's doing it. They 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 launched the rockets up in space, right? The 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 boosters return back and they literally land themselves, right? They both land themselves in different locations, and then the main roost booster rocket goes go, it lands at the ship that's in the water, right? Of course, what's, the name of the ship is of course I still love you. That's the name of the ship, and it's a it's got a huge net, and the thing just literally catches. I mean, guys, we're talking technology on epic levels. Right, that just so so. But you think about that, and so now with, with with SpaceX, and then of course Donald Trump talking about the Space Force, um, that has a lot. You, you really got to think about the traction that that has, guys. And of course, we're talking about Mars uh, and traveling to Mars. And now, just they just announced the woman. Um, I wish I got her name, and I didn't. Um, she's going to be the longest um, a living human or woman in space for the longest duration of time. Um, it's just over a year. Uh, and they're, what they're doing is studying, you know, the what is what are the impacts um, of, of weightlessness and being in space for a long period of time? Because, I mean, they're saying by 2022, we're going to be in Mars. We're going to be landing on Mars. Imagine people on Mars. How crazy is that? Um, that's amazing. That, to me, that's absolutely amazing. And I love the idea um, that we're talking about evolution um, and we're talking about things of that nature. Uh, but all of that started somewhere, guys. You know what I mean? Again, with Obama, the economy not doing well, uh, then kind of driving in, you know, Trump coming in, um, and he was really economic-based, and I think that really helped him, um, you know, get the vote, you know, the electoral vote. Again, maybe not the popular vote, but the electoral vote. Um, uh, he got that and, and, and took that momentum, and a lot of these companies... Guys, Apple is building... He's back in the United States. Like, that's got to count for something. Like, seriously, these are companies that weren't building these products. Apple, who's bigger than Apple, right? Well, how great is that, that, that they're here in our country, here, not in China, not in Taiwan, uh, not in Malaysia. They are here in the United States. Tesla, Tesla's, they're building their products here in the United States, GE. These are big companies that just are economic engines, you know what I mean? They hire thousands of people. Um, and is it great? Yeah, you know what? I challenge... Um, you know, c- coming back to Tesla a little bit, I challenge anyone with this, you know, and I get it, you know, a, a car is a car, right? You know, a, a gas, a gas, I should say a, an internal combustion engine, right? Let's just say a V8, like my truck, a 5.0 liter, um, which takes over like six quarts of oil and you figure it's a 20, 30 gallon tank of gasoline, um, and not to mention whatever lubricants I have in my transfer case transmission in my transfer cases, the amount of fluid that, that that's in that vehicle. Um, and somehow they say that that a Tesla, a Tesla vehicle uh, creates more carbon emissions over the birth of its creation uh, than, let's say, uh, an F-150, a gas internal combustion engine. I, I don't. How, how is that even possible? Right? Who who is saying that? You know what I mean, is it the same people that are saying that the climate change and the world is gonna the the, the world is over? And um, you know, they were talking about it today again. I, I know I mentioned it almost every podcast uh, Sunday morning. Um, uh, and Jean Pauly, she wasn't her today, um, but they were talking about uh, that 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 girl there from Switzerland, Greta, whatever her name is, a sixteen year old girl that. Um, I mean that that disgrace. But anyway, um, they were talking about her and climate change and and, and the way the Earth's changing. Hey, look, guys, I believe, um, you know, you speaking about climate change. Like we want to talk about climate change. I believe that when, um, let's just say, for example, let's talk about um, because it's 2010 and, and and it's relevant to the year. Um, 
let's talk about the BP Deepwater Horizon oil spill disaster. Do you guys do you guys remember? Do you guys remember that? Because I remember it. It, it was um, absolutely amazing. I was actually watching um, the I was watching the the um, the live web feed that they had under the ocean that was showing all this oil just just kind of just pumping out of this well that had fractured um, uh, off the Louisiana coast, and they was and it's just in the Gulf of Mexico guys in the Gulf of Mexico so that was in 2010 um the Gulf of Mexico it leaves beaches fishing and shellfish industry reeling uh to true efforts will not fully understand for many years the amount of what they said was the yes, total discharge this is crazy guys this is absolutely insane was 4.9 million barrels that's equivalent to uh, I'm gonna break it down for you just so you know that's equivalent to 210 million U.S. gallons of crude oil that was being just pumped into the ocean, and that 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 whole it was six months of that, six months that thing was pumping out oil crude out of the ground. Six months, two hundred and ten million gallons of oil, and then then you know what they did? <laughs> you know what they did to fix it? And this is the crazy thing is because BP didn't even want to take... The, you know what? They, I, in my opinion, in my opinion, like they fired the president. You know how they do a lot of dog and pony. In my opinion, did BP take responsibility for this disaster, this this monumental... Some would say that this is probably the, the worst natural disaster. I, I, I shouldn't even say... It's not natural. Um, man-made natural disaster, right? Because the oil was coming from the earth in the history of mankind. And the only way they cleaned this up is, you know what they did is they burned it. Yeah, they burned it. They burned all this crude oil. They literally set the, the, the face of the earth, the, 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 the ocean on fire and they burnt all this oil. So all that crude burn and smoke, all of that smoke that, that all went into the sky. So, 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 so whose fault is it? Is it, is it Donald Trump's fault that, that there's climate change or is it, is, should we be looking at maybe like the BPs of the world? The Exxon Mobiles of the world, because quite honestly, like you know, guys, listen, I, I'm a motorhead. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mechanic by trade. If I, if I was to go back to the roots, my roots, I would tell you that I am a mechanic. Do I believe that we have come to a point now where we have evolved and can get away from 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 petroleum based uh, combustion engines? I yes, the answer is yes. I love them, guys. I'm with you. You know, I I love the sound. I love the feel. I love driving. Um, but do I think it's time to move on to the next? Yeah, right. Like hydrogen. Um, in my industry, my work, what I do uh, for a living. That's getting big now. Hydrogen fuel cells is a big deal. Uh, it's you know I typically now all of the equipment that we use in my in my uh, facility where I work is all electric. It's it's battery powered. It's electric. Um, but what they're switching to now is because of the efficiencies. You know, if if I use a let's just say you know I, I got a twenty four volt battery that I put in a walkie rider, uh, and a walkie rider is a little device. It's a little machine that they use to move pallets around. Uh, let's just say that a 24 volt battery, you know, I could charge it for say four hours and I could probably get six hours, maybe, maybe, maybe seven to eight hours of runtime off that battery, but it's going to take me four hours to charge it. Um, so matter, no matter what, like it's, it's almost half, let's say, say 60% of my time. Um, what if, what if I'm able to literally charge that battery in like six minutes? 
because that's that's what hydrogen fuel is going to do. That's what hydrogen fuel is doing now. And a lot of these companies have already adapted that and gotten away from the electricity. Um, the building that I live, work in and I'm responsible for, um, 750,000 square feet, we got a flat roof and they got solar panels on that place. We're generating so much power um, and they converted all the lighting to LED. Um, I mean, literally cautious about the consumption and you know whatever the reasons are, uh, whether they're really financial, um, or, or, you know, somebody said, Hey, let's get green. Um, for whatever the reason, the idea that we're generating that much power and giving back, I mean, it almost gets to a point where we we're almost negative consumption. You know what I mean? We're, we're generating enough power where, um, the power that we use to run our equipment and our conveyor, um, it, you know, to get the Christmas tree shop product out there, um, is, is almost none. So, you know, any of you guys out there that are, have, you know, if you were fans of, of Christmas tree shops, you should be even more now knowing that they're a green footprint, you know, <laughs> although a lot of our product come from overseas, uh, and I'm not quite sure, you know, that process, but, um, <laughs> ultimately, um, it is, it is, uh, it is, um, you know, electric power, right? We're generating our own. What's, what's better than that? And if you got a Tesla, um, right. I mean, so, so, you know, a lot of you guys are getting the solar panels and the, and the power cells. Um, what's, what'd be more cool than literally like being negative in, you know, uh, carbon footprint, right? So you, you get solar panels in your house, uh, finance that, uh, you know, the power that you generate is going to pay for itself, right? Cause you're feeding it back to the grid. Um, and then the car that you drive, you literally plug it in and you, you drive it to work. I mean, the, a lot of these, I mean, most of these are like 280. I think the lowest um, range is like 280 miles. And you can go up to, I think, uh, above over 300 mile range um, with the Tesla. So there's really, I mean, to, for the people that are like, oh, I don't know if I got, why not? And now um, with the technology, like you can... You can like it'll it'll tell you where the power stations are. So along your trip, you could literally go across the country uh, or anywhere, and it's gonna it's gonna guide you, you know, to with, with des designated stops to charge uh, to charge up. So what's cooler than that, right? I mean, and so so I challenge uh, anyone who says that an internal combustion engine is creating more pollutants than a, than a, than a Tesla. I I just don't see how that how that's that's even fair. And the Tesla is designed. Um, they're, they're literally designed for a million miles of operation. That's, that's what Elon Musk has said. Uh, so is it the batteries? Is it the lithium ion batteries? Is that what we're talking about here? But even that, um, I still have to imagine that the lithium ion batteries is better than, uh, carbon monoxide and dioxide, right? I mean, they're literally burning fossil fuels and, and the CO2s and what that does to the environment, right? And if you're just doing... Um, literally, if you if you can harness the sun or wind turbine for that matter, and and, and power your own, um, even you know, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, clean coal, like a lot of those different methods. Why not, right? Why why not? I mean, right? I think we've evolved to that, and I think that's something that we should really uh, consider. And getting away from these these terrible terrible disasters that uh, um, plague us forever. I mean, you know what, guys? That was ten years ago, right? That was that was ten years ago. Do you think? That there's still like traces of oil in, in the Gulf? Yeah, of course, right? Like that shit doesn't just go away. I mean, you're talking like crude oil is buried under the earth for millions of years and we're going drilling holes in there and that shit's kind of just pluming out. And they say, um, if you research it, I was doing some research on it, they actually say that it's still leaking. Yeah, they say it's still leaking, which is absolutely crazy. Oh my God. You know what else happened in 2010 was the healthcare reform bill.
Yeah, that was the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Uh, passes in Congress, changing the face of healthcare in the U.S. and signed into law by President Barack Obama. That was Obamacare. Um, and it, guys, and if if you weren't affected by it, I then you don't get it. But I was this the whole health connector and um, paying penalties and um, granted, I get. <laughs> you know what bothered me about that is, guys. You know, you could say you can feel any way you want, and again, these are these are tough things. When you start talking about like a Barack Obama, people get a little crazy um, because people really like Barack Obama because he was a, a good guy. Um, but ultimately, did did he have did he have your best interest in mind when they signed that bill? And like seriously, did do you think they did? I don't think they did. I think they had the insurance companies well bearing in mind. It, it wasn't you. It wasn't me because um, anything, everything he said and everything he said about it, like you, you didn't, you were going to keep you, you're going to keep your physician. You, 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 you weren't going to be, uh, you know, you weren't going to be um, treated differently for pre-existing conditions, and none of that was true, and it was all lies. And you know, and even now, um, granted that there's been some some um, changes to that bill, uh, nonetheless, there are still some things that are in play. Personally, between you and I, um, how can my insurance company dictate to me where to go see or who to go see? Right? Like, who? If you, if you, if I was to tell you that you could only eat at the specific restaurant and that specific restaurant and that specific restaurant and no other restaurants, what, what what would you tell me, right? You, you you tell me you tell me to go pound dirt, because you tell me I, I would have no right to tell you where to go eat your food, right? Where do you where do you, where you will consume your food or where you go consume your drink? So why is it we allow the insurance companies to dictate to me where I can go see my doctor? If I have insurance, oh, here's one better for you guys. You pay auto insurance, right? You guys have car insurance. I know if you live in Massachusetts, you can't drive a car without it. Imagine if the insurance company told you, hey, you can't leave the state of Massachusetts or you can leave the state of Massachusetts. You can go to um, New Hampshire. You can go to Vermont. Um, you can go to Rhode Island. You can even drive into Connecticut if you want, um, but uh, th- th- you can't go anywhere else. That's that's the only place that you can drive. Um, what do you think would happen? Right? How do you think people would react to that? Because I know, I personally, me, I think people would go absolutely insane. I think pe- people would go absolutely ape shit, and and well, and well, well, so. I mean, it, seriously, when you when you think about um, the way that the insurance companies dictate to you where you can go see a doctor, where you can't go see a doctor, that was the beginning of that. This this whole the, the healthcare reform bill, that was it. That's when all that shit happened. Because I had my doctor. I was going to see my doctor. I was perfectly happy seeing the doctor that I was seeing. I had a relationship with him. He knew me. I knew him. Our kids went to school together. You know, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful relationship. And then you go ahead and you you pass this bill. And now my insurance company over here. Now I have to change my insurance company. And because I'm not part of the South Coast, I'm not part of the... Like, now I can't go see my doctor anymore? And you're still charging me my premiums. I'm still paying. I still pay the same way, if not more than I did before. But yet you're telling me that I can't go to where I want to go. How insane is that, guys? And how is it that we're accepting that? How is it that we're we're just we're just gonna sit here and and and, and say that's okay? It's not okay. It's not okay for you. It's not okay for me. It's bullshit. If, I should be able to go see any doctor that I want to go see. 
What if I don't feel comfortable with this doctor? What if I had a bad experience with that doctor? What if the staff, what if the, the staff, right? It's always the staff, right? Most doctors seem okay. They're not too bad. You know, maybe bad, like the bedside manner might be a little different. But ultimately, like the staff, if the staff is good, you know, when I used to go, you know, shout out to Dr. Berlianti's office. You know what? Shout out to them. Um, Diane, what a great crew they had over there. And I actually stayed a little longer than I actually, than I wanted to because they were so wonderful. They always returned my phone calls. They always set up my appointments. They were always very clear with me um, if there was a change in something, if something was going on. I always felt very comfortable. Do I feel that way now? Well, I feel like things have changed, right? I got a new doctor. It's a new office. Do I feel as comfortable as I did before? I don't know, right? Because I, I I knew my doctor. You know what I mean? And I and I and I and I felt like you know maybe I had a relationship with him, but it wasn't a, like a personal relationship. So I could be a little more open, maybe a little more honest. I mean, you could feel that way, right? You know, I know people that 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 refuse to change their doctors. They won't go to another doctor, and they're paying out of pocket. So you you're paying your you're paying your medical premiums every month, right? But yet you're 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 going out of network, <laughs> out of network. Are you kidding me? Like, guys, how is it McDonald's can have a McDonald's in every single state of the country? Every state, I swear to God, every state in this country, there's a McDonald's. I there might be one. But you know what? No, there isn't. I think it might be like a city. But in general, every single state, I'm willing to guarantee you every single state has a McDonald's in it. And you can go to any one of those McDonald's. Doesn't matter which one. Anyone you want. Pick one. Go eat one. Go, whatever you want. You can go eat at any... any. Well, so so why is it I could do that, right? Free market. And I can't go see a doctor where I want to go see a doctor. Why do I have to... My doctor's got to give me permission to go see a doctor that I want to go see if he's out of network. What if I what if I take what if I take my own personal responsibility for my health care? What if I do the research and I want to go see the best or what I think is the best? Right? No, I'm gonna go on you what you telling me? Well, ultimately, isn't that the referral? Isn't that what that is? Right? Isn't isn't it referral like they're they're referring you and directing you where to go? They're telling you where to go. No, you need to go see this doctor. Why? Because this doctor is is within our pay grade our pay rates so now my health care is 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 contingent upon your 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 financial relationship with a doctor right i, I don't want to get too far off course here on what i'm talking about guys but this is seriously something that you all need to consider you know 2020 is here um we got elections going to be coming up and 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 really look we're not we're so busy talking about impeachment and bullshit about impeachment that nobody's talking about health care right listen don't talk to you about the economy i don't want to talk about the economy because you know why the economy is like on fire like literally the economy is on crack it's doing great leave the economy alone everybody's working it's fine everybody's working that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about healthcare. I want to talk about education. I want to talk about college debt. How do we how do we just leave these kids out there? They had no idea what they were getting into. And this again, and this again is the trickery, right? And this is the trickery. Uh back when I was 18, 18 years old, right? Right? I get a letter in the mail from Discover Card. Right? Didn't you? We all did, right? Discover card, 18 years old. Guys, 
you know what today everybody might know everybody might know what what a credit card is and 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 the responsibility i know what it is today i do i know i know the the responsibilities of having a credit card did i know what the responsibilities of having a credit card when i was 18 guys we're going back over 20 years ago no we didn't had no idea they gave an 18 year old a $5000 credit card here you go i mean i was i was like out of control, man. I was buying everything, not knowing or having any idea that everything I was buying was at a cost of 28%. 28%. I had no idea. Did the bank know? Did the Discover card know? Did they, yeah, they knew. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were sending that shit out all over the place. If you had a, if you had a social security number and you were 18 years old, you they, they'd send you one. And and you learn, you know what? And you learn real quick that um, it it wasn't free money. It wasn't free money. But here's another perfect example of a company taking advantage of its of its customers and of its clients. Lack of knowledge, not knowing any better. Right? Full circle. Here we go. Full circle. Right? Just like just like the media. You know, they they, they take you. You think that these people are being truthful and honest with you. You take that for granted because inherently that's what we want to do. I want to believe that you're telling me the truth and you want to believe that I'm telling you the truth. If I'm doing business with you, I like to think that you're being honest and have my best interest in mind. But the true and fact matter of it is you only have your best interest in mind. You want to sell commercials, right? You want it to snow 10 feet. Why? Because if it snows 10 feet, we're all watching the news for like every hour of the day. That's all we're doing is watching the news, right? You make a fortune on it. So, so, so there's the media element of it. The insurance company, you, you know what? Your deductible is going to go up. Your deductible is going to go up. And by the way, you can't go see the doctor that you want to go see. And um, you know what? When you go see him, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, you gotta, you gotta meet your deductible before we're gonna kick in our money, right? I mean, guys, just I'm, I'm only mentioning this stuff to put this all in perspective for you guys because it's, it's so out there right now. And and you know, when you think about this healthcare, the healthcare reform bill, and the way that that was put together. Again, back. Let's go back a couple episodes, guys. Brick by brick, that's what that was, and, and, and they make it so bad, right? Check this out. They make it so bad, and that they th- then they they fix a little bit of it, and it's like, oh, okay, oh my God, relief, relief. They fixed it. No, they didn't fix it. You, you, you just you, you just took a little. You made it a little different. You made it a little different. It still sucks because it's still there, but you just made it a little different. And and this is where guys, I think that, um, and this kind of this is going to bring me into another topic that I wanted to talk about. I think that we really uh, and 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 I'm not making excuses for us. I'm not making excuses for anybody. But I honestly believe that this last decade we have been taken advantage of. I I wholeheartedly believe that. I believe that the social media, I believe that the Facebooks, I believe that the Instagrams, I believe that the Twitters, I believe that the Yahoos, the Googles, they really took advantage of people that didn't know. And this all goes back to the trust factor, right? We assume, we we automatically assume that if you're putting your information, if you're asking me for this information, is that it's safe and that that, that there's nothing, nothing's going to happen to it and, and that, and that. Everything that you're showing and, and, and telling me is absolute truth. And but the truth of the matter is it's not. It's not. 
and a lot of these social media, um, the Googles, the the face, they used all that to their advantage. And you know, you could talk about, um, you could talk about the way that the political uh, uh, element is being used as well, and the way that they use it for um, personally between between us. I think Facebook you shouldn't be allowed to you shouldn't be allowed to um, you shouldn't be allowed to um, uh, campaign on Facebook. That that's how you fix that. Done, done. I fixed it. No more problems. Nobody's lying about nobody. You know what? You don't have to worry about Russia meddling with all that. Keep Facebook is a social environment. People that are on Facebook are looking to connect with one another to share experiences, to share stories, to share pictures, to share experiences, not to talk about political agendas, right? And if you do, that's fine. But me, if I'm selling a political agenda, should I be able to do that on Facebook? No. No. I mean, you could say that that, are you censoring um, the right, uh, uh, freedom of speech? I say no, of course not, because you're selling something. You're selling an idea. You're selling an idea. If you're selling an idea, then um, that's outside of what the Constitution protects you. If you're not selling an idea, for example, I'm here talking to you guys, and what I'm telling you, I'm not selling an idea. I'm sharing an idea with you. I'm sharing an experience with you. I'm only telling you what I've, I've experienced in my life. I'm only sharing with you what I have seen for myself. So I'm exercising my, my constitutional right. Are they? Is Facebook have your best interest in mind? No, absolutely not. Did you guys watch that with the set? Like, did you watch that with Matt, with Zuckerberg? Did you see that? How I mean, like he literally said, like, I don't know. We let somebody else do it. Right? All that information, all that political information that was gained, and algorithms, and what do you like? What do you? What, what don't you like? And uh, what's your favorite color? And you know what, what? Right? What's your favorite season? And and they sold all that information, and they sell all that information, and people buy that, and they profile, and they can figure out what you like. I mean, I know you'll all agree. Everybody will agree. You'll all agree with this. And I know when I say it, you're going to be like, "Yep." You know, you can have a conversation with anyone. If you've got your mobile device out and you have a conversation and the thing is, is there's no way around this guys. There's no way, absolutely no way around get you. You have to agree in the privacy statement. You have to agree to it. And you and I, you're having a conversation, you know, for example, talking about putting some carpets up in the, in the house, right? I want to put some rugs uh, in Megan's room and AJ's room. It's been a while. You know what I mean? Just something like I think, you know, me, you know, cleanliness wise, I think, you know, there is yeah, there's a a, a a lifetime for a rug and you just got to kind of, you know, because I'm with the baby and everything. Um, so we were talking about that out loud. And of course, not a couple minutes later, I go pick up my phone and I'm kind of scrolling through Instagram and everybody and their grandma, it, it's advertising me carpeting, flooring, flooring installers. Is that good? Uh, all right. I could see the, I could see the value in that, that, um, hey, now that, you know, you know that I need this service. So, um, you're, 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 you're giving me local, you know, uh, contractors to do it. But on the same side of that, isn't that a little creepy? Actually, you're listening to every conversation. You're listening to everything that I'm saying. Every conversation that I have, I have to realize that Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is all listening to my, my words. Uh, okay. I guess guys, you know, and I've mentioned it before. Is that the cost? Is that, is that the cost that we pay to be a part of society? 
right? Are we willing to give up those rights? Is that what we're going to do? I guess yes. So if I'm trusting you, right? If I'm trusting you, Facebook, Google, YouTube, if I'm trusting you, then I would expect that you would have safeties in place that would protect me so I don't lose my trust in you, right? Because that's all you constantly keep hearing is, oh, data breach, data breach, data breach. Okay, fine, data breach. But what's the breach? What's the data? What, what nobody's talking about what the data is what what's the data breach is it what information is 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 getting is getting thrown out there is it just social security numbers because like i mentioned it in 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 18 like let's just abolish the social security numbers let's go with the ip addresses cuz that's that's where the world that's where the world is going anyway so let's just do that let's 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 get on a fast track you know they they're doing this new thing now with the with the licenses with the real id um, okay. So what does that mean? Like, so I give you, you know, four or five different forms of identification. I prove who I am. Ultimately, who, what does that mean in the real world? And how does that protect me and anyone else around me? It really doesn't. It's just, it's an, it's another, it's another form of identification. Um, and I think it's a way for the government to kind of almost refresh, um, the loss of, um, um, data, right? Cause they don't know, you know, how many licenses did they hand out? You didn't even have to have, right? You didn't. You didn't have to have anything. You could go down and get a license. Uh, I'm, I'm Joe Schmo, and here, uh, okay, and here's a license, and off, you, and off you went. I think they're trying to catch up on that. I think they're trying to make up, um, for losing that data. But ultimately, guys, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far off course here, but really, like, I really want to, um, I, and I think you know, I honestly believe that we are learning. I know I'm learning, um, and I think that going into 2020. That's got to be something that we all have to do. You have to do it. I have to do it. And that is really be conscious about how we're sharing our information and what's our consumption. What's our consumption of social media, right? Because I know that I've had conversations with my wife and we'll, you know, there's certain people that you follow on Instagram. You're like, oh my God, what a beautiful life. Look at this. They're always in beautiful places and they're always vacationing and they're always, look at the brand new cars. And all right, you know what? You can absolutely become consumed with that stuff. And it's cool. It's cool to look at. It's oh, it's great. Is that my life? Is that most people's lives? No, it's not. It's not your life. It's not my life, right? Uh, whose life is that? Is it? Is it these people that are again? You know, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Is it the guy that that records the the rat with the with the with the pizza 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 down the subway? And it, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, you got a, you got a million followers, and now you're relevant, and now you get sponsors, and people are paying. Um, to see what you do next, um, like vlogging, you guys watch vlogging. Like, does anybody watch vlogging? You know, I know there are different elements of vlogging. You know, I know, for example, AJ's into, um, uh, video game vlogging, watching people play video games. Um, okay. Uh, Megan mentioned that, um, there are a couple of families that she watches on YouTube, um, and you know what? Maybe I'm green to this shit. Like, why? You know, like, how do I not know this? Um, but she she enlightened me and told me that these people get like 30 million like views per video. Um, it's amazing, right? And you know, and look, you know, Steve will mention. Steve mentioned on the live cast here that um, he likes to look at guns. Me too. But you know, you go on there and you can, pretty much anything you want to look at, um, it's there. Uh, I, you know, guys, and I'll be honest with you, like YouTube for me 
it's vital. Like I, every the podcast is it, it exists because of YouTube, because of the ability to go on there and um and mine for the information and data to create these things and make it all make it all work, make it all sync together and put a quality podcast together. Um, but I so I trust those I trust those media platforms, and I hope um, that you know going into this new decade. Um, that that you know maybe things will be a little different. Does it mean the government gets involved and regulates? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think the FCC. I think the FCC is doing a terrible job. Um, I, I think that. Um, I think that they really need to reconsider, uh, net like even net neutrality. Uh, and and again, I don't want to get into. I'll get everybody fired up. You start talking about net neutrality. That's a whole other. That's a whole other ball game. But um, ultimately, I don't think the FCC is 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 equipped. Uh, I think that you really need to reconsider. Um, I think you really need to reconsider the people that are in that in, in those positions of power because I think they need to be young enough um, and astute enough in this realm of 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 information. Because uh, even now, like you know, I'll, I'll go to my I'll go to my son, I go to my daughter. I mean, and they, it just whizzes with the stuff because they deal with it every day. Um, you know, and, and and again, going back into these 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 representatives, these senators, these congressmen that have been in office for like twenty years, they don't even know. They don't even know, right? They're like Bill Belichick, snap face. They don't even know. They have no idea what it means on social media, right? They they got publicists that are running these 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 social media outlets for them just so that they have some way to com- campaign. Um, to be relevant, but they don't know what it means. They don't know the effect that it has uh, on the people. You know, I hate to bring up like bad news, but you know, two situations, right? You had you had that girl um, who convinced her boyfriend to, to 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 commit suicide, right, in the truck. Like she literally texted him, "Get back in the truck," and he with a generator, and how sad that was. And then there was the other one where the woman convinced the other the guy. I mean, again, both cases, women convincing men um, to kill himself and he did i mean so it's real guys this stuff is real legit i mean how many kids um you know bullied from social media right like they that whole idea that they're getting bullied so much and then to the point where they feel like they, they don't have an out where these kids are taking their own lives i mean that's our responsibility that belongs to us we eat that 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 we should be doing something about that um we need to be telling these these kids that you know th- this isn't this isn't right you know the idea that people still or, or, or could even still get bullied you know I, I know i shared that video um on twitter a couple of weeks back um that young man getting his ass kicked on the school bus that was absolutely terrible you know that was absolutely terrible and there was a girl doing it too you know what i mean like i listen man if you come i'll tell you right now i'll warn you all right now and you know what you guys can press charges or whatever you want if you come at me like that man or a woman i don't care what you are you come at me like that punching you you're, you're getting it back like i'm not I'm not a sucker. Like that's you can't do that to people. Like you need to stand up for yourself. You know what? I understand. You know that there are certain things. You know, uh, men and women, and you know, ethics, and I get all that. But you know what? Regardless of what you are, if you're attacking me, I'm attacking you back. You know, if you're in the, if you're in the, if you're in the savannah, right? If you're in the savannah and you're a lioness and you go up and you go smack Mr. Lion in the head, right? Because you just want to smack him in the head. Guess what? You might not make it, right? But Mr. Lion might not like that, and he might he might take you out. Like that's my point is you know this whole double standard thing. It can't be this way. It can't be this way. It has to be even for everybody. You got you got to share. It. You got to share it. So so rather than focusing on that, let's focus on the fact of how do we 
how do we how do we educate our young people about social media? Because guys, this is the future. Everything revolves around social media. You can't have a conversation with somebody who doesn't already know. You everybody already knows. And is that a good thing? Yeah, it's kind of great. I think it's great that you can walk up to somebody and have a commonality conversation. But by the same token, how about that person needs to look at you, right? Because you know, we don't even look at each other anymore. You walk into a store, you walk out of a store, you don't even want to make eye contact. I purposely go out of my way and say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to people. Because I'm here. Hello, I exist. I see you. I know you see me. Don't pretend like you don't see me. We're sharing the same air, Right? I mean, seriously, you know, we, 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 we teach our kids, don't talk to strangers, don't, 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 don't do this, don't, don't, don't. It, it's so much of that, that again, like I, I keep going full circle with this stuff, guys, you, 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 you turn these, these kids into like skittish freaks, they're afraid of everything, right, they're afraid, they're afraid to leave the house, they're afraid to go anywhere, they're afraid to interact with anyone, they're afraid to ask a question, they have anxiety about making a purchase, like, this is the stuff that we have to focus on. You know what I mean? It's We really need to focus on on on, on the things that make us um, function, right? Like, just normally function. And I think, and I'm going to say this out loud, I think the last 10 years were blurry for everybody. You know, the, 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 the economy, I don't think any of us, including myself, ever lived through such an, a recession, right? There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing for anyone. I remember the feeling of working and working and working and working and never like having a break. Like never feeling like, oh gee, like we caught up on the bills. We were always behind. Always behind. Late fees, late fees, late fees. Like it was always constant and it didn't matter. You know, if you if you got a 25 cent raise, your insurance went up, like it never mattered. You, there was never any way to catch up. And at least now... I feel like things are a little better. I know I mentioned it before, guys. I feel like it's possible to maybe catch up a little bit. I mean, unless you're blowing your money and not, and, right? But again, even if you wanted to find a part-time job, you can. You know what I mean? There was a time that even Home Depot wasn't hiring. You couldn't even get a job at McDonald's. You couldn't even get a job at Dunkin' Donuts. Now everybody's hiring. People are spending money. The economy is stimulated. Is that a great thing? That's a beautiful thing. I think it's wonderful. You know, and, and now, um, I mean, it just released today. I mean, it, I hope maybe you're hearing it here for the first time. But um, Afghanistan, they have they have agreed to a ceasefire, um, and now that ISIS has been eliminated, they are they want to sign peace treaties to to right. How amazing is that, guys? After all these years of being in Afghanistan, imagine imagine if they, we didn't have any more American troops in Afghanistan. Imagine, because I know the politicians were telling me that that wasn't going to happen. That they would that would never happen. That we would always be there. They would always need right. What if we got out of there and bring these troops home to be with their families, right? Like when we, if we didn't need to be there. But on the same token of that, man, you look at like Somalia. You see how terrible that is. It's insane, absolutely insane that people are living that way, right? But then again, like how does that become our responsibility? How does, I mean, I know we should help, right? I, I, I get that. Let's help. I want to help. Let's all help. But it can't be our responsibility, right? You know, just because I feed a stray cat doesn't mean the cat now belongs to me. You're right? Am I, am, I, am I right in saying that? Is that fair to say? I mean, I could put a little food out because, hey, little fella, you look hungry. I want to I help you. But now, now, do I own the cat because I fed it? Am I, is, is that the punishment? 
It shouldn't be our responsibility. The world should see that. I mean, we're talking kids and just, you know what, even everybody, everybody there, the, the, the suffering and the, the murder. I mean, the Turkish, I mean, these people are like animals. It's unbelievable what they're doing and the idea that the world is just watching this happen. Um, and, and again, I don't think it should be just a Donald Trump problem. It's not just a United States problem. It's a world problem and we need to do something about that. So let's do something about it. Let's help these people out. Instead of just throwing money at everybody and, and, and telling them to, 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 to buy jets, Let's let's figure out how we educate these kids and 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 what are they living in? Have you guys seen the footage? It's literally rubble. They 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 they're walking over rubble. There's no there's no standing buildings anymore. It's all gone, right? I mean, speak, which you know what? 2010. Do you guys remember Haiti? That magnitude seven earthquake in Haiti. That was ridiculous. Literally devastated Haiti. It was gone, gone. Took everything out. And they still suffer over there. You know, these are, I mean, guys, the idea, I'll be honest with you, the idea that I could come on here and create a digital podcast and, you know, a live cast, all these things, like the fact that I can do all these things and that we still have, and we still have countries in the world and that are like third world to me, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that, like, you know, I granted, you know, there were just some people. And even in you know not modern day civilization, there are just some people that just live a little differently, right? They're almost a little, little cavemanish. You know what I mean? Like they just they're not clean. They 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 they, they stockpile everything. They don't. Those people exist. I get it. But that's not a whole nation, right? That's not that's not that's not that's not all of Haiti. That's not all of Somalia. I have to imagine that there's people there that want to live a normal life and have an economy and go to work and right? Isn't that amazing? That that still exists, and 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 we, I mean, and we, and we, and we, and we, uh, we bitch and complain. Do you know what we bitch and complain about? We bitch and complain about being white and being black. That's amazing to me, guys. Seriously, right? Enough is enough. Let me ask you this. Let's go back to healthcare. Let's talk about medication. Does it matter if you're white? Does it matter if you're black? Does it matter if you're Chinese? Does it matter if you're Indian? Does it, it doesn't matter. Any of those things don't matter. Your doctor prescribes you medication that's going to help you. If you have a heart condition, do you know how many people are on heart medication? The same heart medication? And it doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're Chinese. It doesn't matter what you are. You're all on the same medication. Do you know why? Because you're human. And we all share that commonality. We're all human. Imagine that. Imagine that. So what we need to do is we need to focus on how we unite as a humanity, right? Not as a people, as a humanity, as a human race, evolve in that manner. You know, we we can get past the idea that there's a lot of bullshit out there and people are going to say a lot of things to us that aren't true. That that's always going to happen. That's no matter what we do, that's always going to happen. People are going to say things to us that aren't true. And we have to be able to decipher how we're going to apply that to our lives <laughs> because you have to determine is this truth or is this lie right because because you can't trust the politicians they're never going to tell you the truth that's it's always going to be you know what guys i i and i'll say this and i'll just i'll say it once and i and i don't want to talk about him in every single one of my podcasts but i'll bring him up like joe biden do you see what he said? That he's not going to agree to any of the subpoenas like he's not gonna he's not going to comply and he's not going to testify really 
Really? Because that if that was you and if that was me, if that was us, guess guess what, guys? <laughs> guess what? If if a, if they come knocking at your door and they serve you a subpoena and that date comes, it goes, and you don't go and testify, what do you think is going to happen? Right? What do you think? Guess guess what? They're coming for you. They're going to come for you. They're going to put you in handcuffs. They're going to put you in jail, and you're going to wait. And then when you get when you get when you get your court date, th- then you're going to go at it. How is it that, that that this guy can literally say, "I am not going to"? Yeah. Oh, because because it's it, this is just uh, more in light uh, of Trump, really, Mister Biden, Mister Joe Biden, Mister Joe Biden. I hope you listen to my show, the Bobby Kudo Show. I hope you listen, because what I'm going to ask you is, I'm just gonna, a simple question for you, sir. If it, true, in fact, what the president is saying is not true, right? If what he's saying is not true, right, and this whole thing about the Ukraine didn't happen. Why wouldn't you, sir? Why wouldn't you, sir, take that opportunity? Why would you not take that opportunity to defend and um, honor the right to say none of it's true, that it didn't happen? Instead of saying that you're not even going to, you're not even going to, you're not even going to, no, really? Like, how do you, how can you just do that? How is that possible? Because none of us could do it under the, we couldn't do it, man. You'd be in jail, but he can, and somehow he'll get away with it, and he won't have to testify. Really? Really? Because, you know, quite honestly, make the president testify. Make Biden do it. Make Trump do it. Make them both honest. Right? That's the way it should be. Make them both honest. That's that's what needs to happen. But in, but until we do that and we hold them accountable, it's just, it's the separation, guys. It's it's the it's it's the it's the haves, the haves nots. It, it's it's the rich, it's the poor, right? It, it's the segments. They, they they break us all up into these groups. And in reality, guys, it's it's we're not we should be groups. Guys, when you went to school, right? You guys remember when you went to school, elementary school? Do you remember like sitting? Uh, I'm gonna say Indian style. Do you remember sitting Indian style in a circle? Remember, we'd all sit in a circle, and it would be story time, right? It didn't matter. You go around the whole room. We weren't segregating. It didn't matter who, right? Everybody got the wand. Everybody got to read the story. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know what it was until I got older and actually realized it. And the worst part is that it's coming from the people that are making the most noise. Like there's no reason to be that way anymore. Nobody's taking anything from you. You know, you talk about opportunity. My whole family, my whole family came here. Right? They, I mean, guys, just a quick second. Like just, just, to, just, to, just to really appreciate something here. A quick second to say. Could you imagine leaving your country, leaving your country and going to another country not knowing anything about that country. Just knowing that, you know, your country is in the, is, 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 is possibly in the process of a revolution, right? Maybe it's a pro, you're in the process of a revolution and you may, you, you may need to leave the country. So you take everything that you own, you take everything that you've got, you, you put it in a suitcase. You get on a plane. You fly out to another country. Uh, you, you, you cross an ocean to another country and you start your life all over again. How many of you do you think could do that? I, I, you know what? When I really, really seriously think about that, like right now, where would I go? Where would I go? Where would I pack my bags and what country would I run to? What country in the world is better uh, suited for my needs and my wants than this great country that we live in. Seriously, 
You know, they, they say that the Greenland and yeah, okay, that's great. That's great for them. But like, we have everything. You know, and then when I say everything, I mean like we have every race, every creed, every color. Everyone's here. Imagine a melting pot of all the greatest ideas and everybody having the ability to input on that. Right? Right? You know, I was good watching this morning, uh, um, um, Sunday morning, and they, were, and they, 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 they asked, there was a Chinese refugee and he said it. He goes, I, I, we came here. My whole family came here. We're so grateful to this country because it's, it's, the, it's the last true freedom left in the world. I believe that, guys. I wholeheartedly believe it. I think a lot of countries say it, but we truly live it. We really, really do. I know that there's a cost for that. There's a tax for that. And we pay for that. And there are a lot of things that aren't working right, a lot of things that are broken. But ultimately, guys, I mean, seriously, what a what I mean, free market. What a what a great what a great and amazing place to live and to and to raise your children. But you know what? It's only a great place if the people you're in the pool with, uh, you know, aren't splashing water in your face. And I think that that's finally we're getting to that point where um, we're realizing that it's not me against you. It's 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 all of us uh, against an idealism that just doesn't work for anybody anymore. It really doesn't. Nobody believes the politicians. It's all bullshit. They can't. You know what the worst part is, guys? They can't hide about it anymore because with social media and like TMZ and the way that like information travels. Imagine the bullshit. Imagine all the secrets from years and years and years ago. You got uh, listen real quick. Do you guys think the Kennedys? Imagine the Kennedys, imagine John F. Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy. Imagine if like these type of social media elements were like were out in the 60s. What would I have done to that presidency? Because that was, I mean, when you think about it, there was a lot of shenanigans going on there. You know, John F. Kennedy, there was a lot of shenanigans. But, you know, it's what people would see on television, right? It's what, you know, that hour of Ed Sullivan or whatever it was that they were watching. That's, that was their that was their information. That was their news outlet. What Walter Cronkite was telling them on the news, they believed it. Why? Because you had the honor of being the news. The honor of journalism. The fact that you believed, okay, you know what? This is something that I can trust and this is something that I can believe in. Journalism. And they lied to us, guys. And they continue to lie to us. And the worst part is, is that, you know, this agenda, whatever agenda it is that they want to push out there, it's poison. It's not healthy for anybody. (laughs) Because, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. If they were doing it and I could agree with it, like, and say, well, you know what? At least it's, you know, it's for a good cut thing, right? I mean, at least it's the the people that we're better people for it. It's not. It's almost like every time they we find unity, they somehow find a way to 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 spin it and make it ununified. It's it's heartbreaking, really. And, and, and you know what? One 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 media outlet will set an agenda and and put out one message, and another media outlet will take that message and cut it up in a way and like you, you feel good about it one second, and the next minute you feel terrible about it. You're like, gee, I didn't realize that. Maybe if they ran the clip another thirty seconds, I would have got the whole story and not just. The beginning of it where it was misleading right because that's what's happening and and the same thing with social media it's, it's 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 a lot of untruths and unfortunately a lot of us are basing our ideas and our thoughts uh and our motivation moving forward is really based on that and i and i think that you know going into this this new decade 
Um, you know, nobody's going to do it for you. You got to do it for you, uh, just like I got to do it for me. And that is really just to police and um, consume like information that you think is going to help you, right? Because I mean, otherwise, nobody's going to give a shit. Um, I know, right? What a rant on that one, guys. Right? Just you know, again, I I I wanted to talk about that because to me it was it was really relevant. And um, I spent this week a lot of time on social media just for the show, preparing for the show, uh, putting some stuff out there and um, realize real quick that, you know, as you're, as you're scrolling through, a lot of people have opinions. Um, but if you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. I, I was going to put a, a clip in here, but I'm not I'm not sure that I have the rights to do it. Um, so I figured I would just mention it. Um, if you guys have ever heard of PragerU, um, um, it's fantastic news outlet. Um, uh, that I believe that anybody who, like, if you appreciate the Bobby Kudo show, you'll appreciate them. Um, so go check them out. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Uh, it's PragerU. Um, and it's, uh, like a political kind of, um, and the real cool thing is about it that they, they go out and they actually go out and they, they, they go on these college campuses and they, um, they interview, uh, or ask questions to the to, to the college campus students and to see you know maybe what knowledge they have of certain events you know basket and uh, like the European Union things of that nature just to see what the uh, what the consensus is if they know anything and you guys would be amazed um, of the of the answers and really the lack of um, information that these 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 young people know about our history um, and a lot of that again is I think um, f- forgive me for saying it out loud I think. A lot of the, the the education system, I think a lot of the teachers really had that liberal uh, idealism and were teaching a lot of these kids um, based on that uh, principle, um, you know, that leftist, really that, that socialistic leftist principle. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. Um, and I only know the, I only experience it from my personal experience that I had, you know, with my kids going through the school system and I'm really trying to pay attention to the verbiage and um, the um, the scholastics that they were they were consuming. Um, so for me, I, I really had a good understanding as far as what they were consuming education wise, and a lot of it, you know, even my even now my 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 uh, my son is is a senior, and um, he'll tell you that he won't. There are certain things that he won't that he won't uh, that he won't say that he will not say in class just out of fear. Um, of the uh, retaliation and not so much a physical retaliation, but uh, like he says to me, daddy's like, really, do I really want to get into that? And I'm like, you know, you know, you really don't want to get into that type of conversation, especially at school. And, and really, what are you, what are you arguing? What, what are you fighting for? Uh, um, really when you're, when you know you're outnumbered, but yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was a big deal. And I think that that's something really that we really need to focus on. I know if you guys go back to, um, uh, let me give you a handout. I thought that was a great episode in the podcasting and where I, I talk about um, education, right? Like just the way that we teach our kids. Um, and, and if we continue to do what we're doing um, and, and, and think that things are going to change, I think the way we teach our kids sucks. I really do. It, it doesn't inspire them. They're not inspired by what they're learning. Um, you know, the idea of looking in a book, you know, when, again, and I, and I hate to repeat myself, when you've got like something like an iPhone um, or a galaxy, uh, or a pixel in your hand, right? When you're able to, um, when you're able to, 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 to access the world, right? Like there's no information you cannot access at the palm of your hands, right? How does the teachers, how do the, how does the teacher become relevant? 
All right, or how does the teacher, I should say the better question there is, how does a teacher become irrelevant, right? Because if I have the ability to learn all this at the palm of my hand, then what do I need you to tell me for? And I think that's where we really need to rethink the way that we're educating our kids. I think, you know, let's, how about we teach our kids how to find the information as opposed to telling them the information, right? How do you mine that information? How do you how do you do or learn to do what you love to do, right? Because, I mean, quite honestly with you guys, uh, YouTube, right? Go on YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. I could type in, you know what? I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times I have typed in YouTube um, looking for something and without question able to find exactly, 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 exactly what I was looking for. Right, step by step, pause, pause, pause. Able to build things, put things together, take things apart on my car. Um, you reprogramming all those things. It, it's a, it's literally on YouTube. So maybe if I had someone, right? What if we, what if we, what if we had a class or classes in school that were literally a social media class? You know, I, I'll tell you guys. Here's a funny one. I would, if I could, I'd like to hire a social media uh, consultant, somebody who could manage all of my social media, do all of the the, the, the Twitter and the Facebook um, uh, and the Instagram. Like you, you handle it. You take care of it. You make it robust. You make it great. Because for me, that would add more value to the podcast. Because now I've got somebody who is marketing the show in a great way that I think is going to stimulate. Um, uh, um, viewership and I can focus on the content, what we're talking about, uh, the, the, the topics that I think are relevant to, to what we're doing, right? That would be great. So right there in itself, that's right. You know, Tesla's building electric cars, um, more and more robotics. Isn't this what we want to teach our kids or do we just want to keep teaching them stuff that they have no idea? Like, I tell you, even AJ, like, we talk about his curriculum, and a lot of it is really, like, just, it's disappointing. It really is. It's not rewarding. It's almost repetitious. And I think when you and I were in school, I know at least I know when I, were, when I was in school, um, the experience was very different because I was seeing these things, a lot of these things for the first time. Um, and now I think the 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 youth that is going through the school system is not seeing it for the first time um guess what his it listen his his a i don't want to freak anybody out but um having the birds and bees talk with your kid really think about that for a second you know most of these kids end up with a phone murder on what 13, let's say 12, 13. It's really right around the time you typically have the birds and bees talk with your kid, right? The minute you hand over that social media device or that device, that 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 technology and you put it in their hands, um, I hate to break it to you guys, but, uh, you know, porn is 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 everywhere. Uh, you, you almost you almost can't avoid it. You almost, it's, 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 it's there. So... You know, when you hand them the phone, you know you, you like to think that everything they're doing with the phone is 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 just in educational purposes, but I can quite assure you that at one point or another, they're they're um they're learning a lot more than you're telling them 
um, through that device. Just keep that in mind. And even if they're not on the, like even their friends, if they're texting, I messaging, oh yeah, my kid has a phone, but I only let them talk to their friends. Okay, that's fine. You don't think their friends are talking about these things? You don't think their friends are sending pictures and videos back and forth to each other on iMessages? If you don't think that's happening, then you're just a fool. Because the days of actually having the talk are over. You could do it if you're sentimental, you know, and you want to say that you did. But I can guarantee pretty much to you that when you decide that you're going to have that conversation with them, they probably already know. <laughs> they probably know more than you do, right? How funny is that? You know, speaking of Apple and talking about phones, let me shift gears a little bit here, guys. You know what I mean? We're an hour and, we're an hour and 32 minutes into the show, and I feel like I... Uh, Kind of went on a rant there, but I think it's all important stuff that I think we need to take into the into the new decade with us. Um, did you guys know that uh, 2010 Apple released the iPhone 4? Yeah. Do you guys remember the whole issue with the antenna? Like they you couldn't get any service with it. The antenna was on the outside. It was right. Ah, craziness. And then they released shortly after that they released the iPad, um, and that was just. Like revolutionary. Everybody had to have an iPad. As a matter of fact, we're live casting on an iPad. I think it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, I um, I think that uh, um, those just amazing technologies, I think they're fantastic. I, 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 I'm an Apple guy. It's what I use. I have the iPhone. I've, I've been kind of, you know, again, once you get committed, you're committed and you're with the technology and pretty much everything else goes along with it. Um, but I, um, I tend to use Apple. Um, and you know what, for the most part, it works, it works pretty good. Uh, but sometimes, uh, like recently, I don't know if anybody will agree with me. I, something happened with my iPhone. It did an update. I didn't even know where it came from. And like things were just missing on my phone and contacts was gone. I had to reload down contact. I don't know what happened, but something was, I think it's like I, uh, iOS, um, um, 13.2.1 maybe, but it's kind of quirky now. Um, Microsoft and Bing and Yahoo search combined search technology into one single unit attempting to break, uh, the Google monopoly search in case you, if you guys remember that. So Bing and Yahoo kind of joined forces, not even close. The Google uh, juggernaut, man, I, Google owns the internet, literally owns the internet. There is no going back from that. And I don't care who you are or think you are. Um, you'll never touch Google. It, literally, it's just, it's become an, an entity that, uh, it's a staple in, in, in modern day technology and everything we do. Google's got a little bit of everything. Um, Android powered phones begin to outsell Apple in the smartphone market. So there you go. So 2010, that was the first time that was happened where people were starting to... Sh we, uh, and I think a lot of that had to do with the iPhone 4 problems with the antenna. A lot of people were uh, veered off and went with Android. Um, but some people like Android. I... I um, you know what? I like the idea that it's open platform and you're able to do a couple more things. I know Apple kind of restricts some uh, options and abilities, um, especially like downloading certain things uh, and apps. But ultimately, I, I kind of like, I guess, the security. I don't know. They encrypt stuff. I, for security for what? I don't know. I'm not hiding anything from anybody. But um, Apple just seems to, to, when I think about Apple, I think of the security that they that they offer um, with their things. Guys, want to talk about, uh, guys, want to talk about music a little bit? Let me talk about music a little bit. Um, or TV. Or we could just talk about... Um, 
Let's talk about TV for a little bit. Want to talk about TV? Let's talk about TV a little bit. Uh, real quick, 2010 uh, TV programs, regular schedule. Want to know what? Let's see. We'll go, we'll go from top 10 to uh, number one. Number 10, Two and a Half Men. Hmm. Uh, number 10, number 9 was Survivor, Heroes versus Villains. Um, you know what? I think that's when, I think, honestly, I think I mentioned it in the past too, where Heroes versus Villains, I think that's kind of where they jumped the shark with the show. It's never been the same since. Uh, NFL regular season, ESPN at 4.9. NCIS was number 7. Sunday Night Football, pre-kick 6. Uh, Dancing with the Stars was number 5. Number 4 was NBC F- Sunday Night. Look at this, I'm telling you guys, the NFL. Um, number three was Dancing with the Stars with a seven share. Um, then, of course, number two, uh, again, guys, American Idol. Like American Idol was number one uh, and number two uh, for a very, very long time. Um, they just nailed it. I mean, that, that show was just phenomenal, phenomenal, crazy, right? Just unbelievable. The, the popularity in that was ridiculous. Uh, some popular TV shows, Heroes, um, Sons of Anarchy, Mad Men. I'm not sure if you guys watched that. I didn't watch any of those shows. I really weren't uh, big fans of those. Uh, top 10 DVD sales. Um, Avatar was number one. Boy, did, did, was there any movies that, I mean, who made more money than Avatar, right? How crazy was that? Amazing, right? Um, talk about, let's talk about um, the highest grossing movies. All right, let's talk about those real quick. How about number 10, How to Train Your Dragon? Uh, that was Paramount. And that was $494 million. Uh, Despicable Me. That was the first one. That was number nine, Universal. They came in at $543 million. Uh, Tangled. Um, that was Disney. I think that was the Rapunzel. The Rapunzel um, portion of it. That was at $591 million. Iron Man 2, $623 million. Boy, Marvel. Um, and then the Twilight Saga, Eclipse. That made $698 million. Jesus, all this money. Uh, Shrek, uh, Shrek Forever and After that was Paramount that made $752 million Inception the movie about a dream within a dream within a dream uh, <laughs> they made $825 million that was Warner Brothers they had Warner Brothers had a great year and then uh, again Warner Brothers with um, number 3 Harry Potter uh, in, the, in the Deathly Hallows part 1 Guys, I told you in the last uh, podcast I lost interest in, in the Harry Potter series but that made a whopping 960 uh, million dollars. Jeez. Alice in Wonderland. Jeez. 1.25. Right? How crazy is that? Amazing. Million dollars. Like, just insane the amount of money. And then, of course, worldwide uh, gross. This is worldwide gross. Toy Story 3 made a billion dollars, guys. A billion dollars for Toy Story 3. How amazing is that? Right? Absolutely insane. Um crazy a couple of couple just a couple more things here about 2010 and then we'll kind of i'll start to walk us out um united arabits um that's dubai guys they um i know i mentioned dubai in the past and when you talk about you know you talk about revolutionary and evolution um you have to you have to talk about dubai now dubai was an absolute desert with nothing in it if you guys remember um prior to 2010 they were they literally built a mecca in the middle of nowhere uh and now it's probably one of the the most you know popular vacation spots from all over the world people are going there um but this was in 2010 the um the skyscraper the burjah khalifa 
I hope I didn't screw that up, uh, opened in January 2010 and became the world's tallest building. Uh, the 163-foot floor tower replaced the uh, Tipai 101 um, as the as the building in the, as the tallest building in the world, measuring over 2,700 feet. Um, it was designed by an architect firm, Skidmore Owings and Merrill, the same company that designed the Willis or the Sears Tower, uh, a former a former tallest building. The construction began in 2004. A large portion of the building is used for residential purpose, but um, it is also uh, home to a hotel. Uh, corporate offices and a restaurant. So there you go. They, I mean, you know, the prince, whatever they did, they realized, you know what? Like the oil was just not going to be. I mean, how much oil can you can you can you mine out of the out of the earth until you don't have any more? And uh, this is a perfect example of just them taking what they had and creating just an amazing mecca. Um, if you guys look any, if you can do any information you about Dubai, it's just absolutely. I mean, every like right like I mean, a hot cob blonde. Um, I follow her. Uh, she's just one of the ones I think of. And like, you think of the cars that they have out there, like literally, I mean, even the police cars are like Lamborghinis and we're talking, you know, high class, um, the best of the best, everything in the world, uh, the Palm islands, they literally built these Palm islands out in the middle of the ocean and the coast, um, with all this high end living, uh, literally creating an economy, um, from nothing. And I think that just, that's to me, uh, just uh, again, more proof positive, um, that um that we're evolving you know what i mean how awesome is that i mean i really seriously how awesome is that um and that's that was pretty much that you know we talked about tv shows um we could talk a little bit about music if you guys want you know again um right around that time adele 2010 adele was real big she came out with that album 21 i think that's really when she first first came out um i think prior to that nobody knew uh <coughs> excuse me who adele was um, Taylor Swift as well. She was out, um, and that was like around 2014. She came out with that album, 1989. Um, Ed Sheraton. Um, these are all like out. These are all artists that were really big in you know that the 2010 to 2020 uh, era. The Frozen soundtrack that was number four. Guys, figure that one out. Uh, Post Malone, right? Post Malone didn't exist. That was fantastic. Uh, Views, Drake, that was a great album. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, these again, some of the uh, Sam Smith, he's another one. Uh, Bruno Mars was big. Um, and let's see, God, geez, Justin Bieber, guys. Uh, on April 10th of 2010, My World 2.0, Justin Bieber. Um, that was a big album, guys. Justin Bieber made it huge, and again. Another perfect example of where social media, the kid was playing his guitar on the street. Somebody was recording him um, playing the guitar and, right, the Justin Bieber empire, right? Literally empire. Him, Miley Cyrus. Um, the, the amazing, I mean, you would think some of the artists that are out now that are, that are all created, um, like, you know, perfect Nas X, right? I mean, these are, these are people that just from nothing and then all of a sudden, you know, they're on top of the world and they're creating music and, um, they're all over the place. Uh, Luke Bryan came out. He's terrible. I don't know if you guys like Brian, Luke Bryan. I do. I do not. I can't stand him. I don't like him. Uh, Rihanna was big. Lady Gaga was big. Um, Imagine Dragons was big. So those are some of the big albums, like the pop wise. Not you know, not getting into any rock or anything else. But those are just some of the. Just to give you an idea, um, some of the artists that were were out at that time. Um, 
And that that was pretty much it for music, guys. You know, I I was doing a lot of research and trying to find some really. I wanted some really good um, intro and outro music, um, and I really I had a tough time because just there really wasn't a lot of uh, big you know big hits that came out in 2010. But I will tell you the um, the music span from 2010 to 2020. When you think about you know revolutionary bands, were were there many? Um, you know, the, a lot of the bands that that were big were already kind of before 2010. They were in those 2000s. Uh, you think of the Limp Biscuits and uh, Lincoln Parks, uh, um, Maroon Five, right? Those are these are all bands like 2000, and, and we'll, we'll just say over the last 20 years, um, who's who? I mean, who's bigger than Maroon Five and Adam Levine, right? And they they came out um, and they've just been nonstop ever since. So there's been some great music, I believe, in the um, in the last 20 years. Uh, anything you know? Would I say would I compare the the current twenty years to the past twenty years, guys? Are we talking about the eighties and the nineties? Uh, if you were there, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could argue some some. There was some great music, you know. If you talk about um, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, um, I mean, really, a lot of it was rap related. There really wasn't like a rock band, revolutionary rock bands that were coming out. Um, new stuff. I mean, a lot of you had a lot of the bands that you know, or, or, or um, uh, single artists that came out of the '70s, '80s, and kind of made these hokey albums. I mean, even you know, if my 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 memory served me correctly, I think I think Elton John came out with like a disco album in the '80s. Yeah. So I mean, that just goes to show you what was going on then. Um, and you know what? I believe I still say it, people coming out of the '80s into the '90s, they were so high on coke. Um, it's funny we even made it through the 90s, you know what I mean? So here we are now going into the 2000s, the millennium, Y2K, oh my God, nothing was going to work. We made it through that. Um, 2010 came and went, and now here we are. We're looking at 2020, guys, literally 2020. I can't believe it. How long did we talk about this, right? I mean, it was, I, <laughs> I'm still partying like it's 1999, you know what I mean? Like I can't believe that we're literally talking about 2020 uh, in a couple of days when we're talking about a new decade. Um, but I will tell you, I, I can't help but you know think about um, what that means to me and and where I am today. Um, you know, I, I had a, a lot of notes uh, and things to talk about on the show today. But I, I mean, you know, really, I felt like the show was very organic today and kind of uh, took on a mind of its own. I had a lot to say, um, considering you know we went through the holiday, uh, and I just I, and I don't want to. I almost you know what. I feel like and I'll be I'll be um, on an opus open and honest with you guys. I, you know, I honestly feel like right now, um, I feel like you know, I'm at a point where you know, like like imagine driving down the same road every day, and there's a pothole in the same location, and every day you drive down that road, you know, you have to avoid that pothole, right? Like nobody's fixing it. You know, it's a, it's a side street, so nobody cares. Nobody's coming to fix it. But every day you drive down that road, man. There's a pothole and you got to go and you got to drive around it and you got to drive around it. Let me ask you, how, how long, right? How long will you continue to drive around that pothole before either one, you do something about it um, or two, um, call somebody, right? And say, hey, look, there's, there's a pothole. There's a problem. We need, somebody's got to fix it. And, and that's, and, and that's really just relative to what I'm saying here today, guys, going into this new decade. Are we going to continue to just take things for granted and just walk by and just not doing anything about it? Or are we going to actually going to say, you know what? 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna avoid that pothole. We're gonna fix the problem, and that way I can just drive down the road in a safe manner and have no problems, right? I know as simple as that sounds. Like ultimately, is that that's where we I believe we need to be. Um, I believe that we need to um, consider the idea that we have to take actions into our own hands. We can no longer depend. We know we know this for a sheer fact that we can no longer depend on our government to do or take care of these things for us. And unless we're unless we're ready to stand up and ready to say something and do something about that, we're just going to continue to do the same shit over and over again. Uh, and you know, at the sake of repeating myself. Um, I, I, I don't want to live and I don't want to live in that hamster wheel. I just don't want to do it. And I see the potential in man. I see the potential in all of us. I see the potential in humanity. Uh, I see the way that we, uh, the, the amazing things that we can do, um, the amazing ways that we can collaborate and make things better. You know, again, I mentioned it last podcast and I'll mention it in this one. You know, it just seems like, you know, life is good. It tastes good right now. And if we keep adding the right ingredients, you know, imagine the amazing, amazing dish we will create together. But it takes all of us to be on board. Like we, the separation, the idea that um, we can't work alongside each other. That's insane to me. Absolutely insane to me. And I have to believe that we have evolved, uh, even on a psychological level, to realize that we need one another. You know, we, 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 we truly, honestly need one another. We cannot do this alone. You, you, can, you can try. I've tried for many, many years. I've done things probably that I shouldn't have alone and probably should have asked for help and didn't. Have I learned from those experiences? Yes. Am I willing to ask for help? You're damn right. And I think we all need to get there. But I think we're all looking in the wrong place. You know, just because somebody agrees with your craziness doesn't make you right or doesn't make it right, right? Everybody, you know, there, there are people out there that are passive. You know, I, I, I know that I deal with and work with people that are passive and, you know, they have their own agenda and they're going to say uh, what it is they need to say to sway your opinion in their, in their, in their, in their light. And that's just the way people are. You know, if I'm telling you something that I feel I'm passionate about, I'm going to sway and say things that I feel would get your buy-in, which would make it relevant to you, to make you say, hey, you know what, I can apply that to me and buy into the idea. But what is the idea? What is the idea that you're, you're buying into? You know, Steve, you mentioned brainwashing. It's true. It's exactly what it is. It's brainwashing. It's maybe it's making people think or feel a certain way without having facts to back up what it is or how they feel. Seriously. You know, you could see something, you could scroll through your Instagram, right? And see something and then go to work the next day and talk about it. And somebody's looking at you going, what the hell are you talking about? I got a perfect example of that. Me, scrolling through. I read something that says, if a president is impeached, he cannot run for re-election. I read that and I believed it. I didn't proof it. I should have, I, I but I didn't, but I should have. I should have proofed that and, 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 and realized it before I actually thought it, but I didn't. And I had a conversation with someone um, who I um, respect dearly. I mean, I, I respect his opinion. And I'd like to think that when him and I are having a conversation, 
that I'm adding substance to our conversation. And I mentioned that without checking it, without fact checking it. And it's not true. Right? I mean, in fairness, it's it's uh, it's me just taking something for granted like that I read and oh, that that made sense. It made sense to me, right? Oh, well, if you impeach a president, then he couldn't, I guess he can't run for re-election, right? That would make sense. But you know what? He can. He can. It means nothing. You know, President Trump technically was impeached and uh, he's going to run again. So again, don't fall for it, guys. I mean, in this case, you know, I had a little mud in my face and I made it a point. I made it a point to tell him that I was wrong about that because I didn't want him to realize that after the fact and, and, and think that that I would have an opinion or say something that I that, that wasn't true. Because if someone said that to me, I'd be like, hey, man, didn't you say that he couldn't run again? Right. I mean, I mean, ultimately, what we say has to have value. All right. Otherwise, I'm just sitting here babbling about nothing. What I'm saying has to be relevant. What I'm saying has to um, coincide with what's actually going on in the world. So, you know, again, you know, do we always um, fact check and make sure that what we're reading and, and repeating is true? Maybe we should. I think we've come to that point where we should. I know I will. I will never do that again. You know, someone else said something that was interesting. And that was that if President Trump was impeached and he ran reelect, he ran again, could he in fact run for another two terms considering he was impeached for the first one? Right? Sounds like plausible, right? So when you think about it, because if a president is impeached, okay, so you you you're 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 saying you're abolishing his presidency, right? So you weren't the president for the last four years, we impeached you. So does that mean you can run again for two more terms? Like, so for a total of 12 in theory? I don't think so. I would imagine that the, 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 that the um, our forefathers would have would have thought of that maybe, right? I don't know, right? Because I mean, but even the whole impeachment thing wasn't, it's really a European um, practice. It's really not a, we kind of adapted it to be what we want it to be. Um, but considering this is only um, this is only the third president that's been impeached, I think a lot of the rules again are being written as we go along. You know, and I know I mentioned it in the last podcast that um, guys, this is all new. Like the rules, we're writing the rules as we go along. We are literally in the middle of the birth of of all of this. The idea that um, you can express an opinion in any way, shape, or form at any given moment, at any given time, and Thousands of people can see it. Thousands of people can read it. You can motivate people from around the world. I mean, guys, when you talk about the power of social media and the power of the internet, how many people did ISIS recruit on the internet? Even here in our own country. These are people that lived, that had a McDonald's down the road, a Dunkin' Donuts up the street, and they still somehow were um, polluted with the idea that becoming an ISIS fighter and fighting the holy, the um, the jihad, fighting the holy, right? That they, they bought into that idea that even some of them actually flew over there, right? And, and to fight, how insane is that? I mean, they were, these people were literally decapitating people on, on the news. We were watching it. We knew it. And somehow these people had an idea that this was a good idea and that they were going to get on a plane and fly over there and, and fight. 
for the opposing forces. Like, guys, that's just I'm only I'm only saying that because I mean I want you to understand the the power of this information and how how literally how 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 it can convince people to do things that are absolutely insane and outside of what's normal or what we would consider normal. You like the, look at the Boston bombing. Like the, that was um that was 2013. 2013 the Boston bombing, 2013. Right? The Zanias brothers. You saw the whole thing on cameras, right? You watched the whole thing with the backpacks and the pressure cookers. I mean, what a tragedy. And and you know, it was one brother who was radicalized and another brother who was radicalized by his brother. So again, like you know, you, you raise a child, right? And you, the whole time they're they're growing up, you tell them a spoon is a fork and a fork is a spoon. They're gonna believe that. So the, you know, the, the the power of will um, is amazing. You know, the the power of influence, the power of the message. You know what I mean? What are you what are you telling these people? Um, and, and 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 if the news keeps saying what they're saying, and you hear it enough times, and you hear it over and over again, you hear it over and over again, you hear it over and over again. You almost believe it. You can't help it, right? And it's like you hear it enough times, you, you, you're going to believe it. And I think that's what we are victims of at this point. And unless we can, you know, see past this, you know, the smoke and mirrors and realize that none of this is helpful in any way, shape or form, you know, holding a sign out in front of the White House and um, saying that the president is racist uh, to me, is a ridiculous contradiction. I, I, I'll be honest with you guys, and I will challenge any of you to please share with me uh, any proof that you have that the president is racist. I, I, I want to see it. Please share that with me. I would like to see that because I keep hearing it, and I've, I've actually looked myself. Um, is he sexist? Yeah, I think so. Could he be a little biased? Yeah, I think so. But racist? Ah, uh, he may the man may have an opinion, but quite honestly, I mean, black unemployment. Take a look, guys. I'm serious. Take a look. It is at an all time low. People are working. Like that is amazing. That is fantastic. You know where I thought. You know we went through. You know, 2010. We had a black president. I thought for sure. That 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 was going to be it. Like we were going to come out of the mud, and that we were going to be a unified people, and that everything was going to be great. The truth of the matter is, we were never more separated. I feel more comfortable today, uh, speaking the way that I feel, and telling people the way that I feel, without fear of persecution. And uh, we got a white president who many claim is racist and I don't see it. I don't feel racist. I I think quite honestly, um, regardless of what you are, what your sexual preference is, it's the choices you make in life. Who are you as a person? Because quite honestly, there's no application for a hero. That's the beauty of it. Anybody can be a hero. It doesn't matter. Male, female, none of it. There's, there's, there's no height requirement. There's no weight requirement. It's just the will, the the measure of a man, the fact of whether or not you're going to run towards the noise or you're going to run away from the noise. 
And it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Self-preservation is a, is an amazing thing, and it's important. But there are people out there that you know wake up in the morning not planning to be, but end up going to bed heroes, saving lives. Whether it's intentional, whether it's not intentional, you're a firefighter, you're you're a police officer, you're you're in the military. Chances are you have a better opportunity of being a hero. You already are. But, you know, for the common man, for, you know, the, the layman, the guy who's going to work every day, it might be that day you're driving to work and you happen to witness that horrific accident. I know that just you, like me, the first thing you're going to do is self-preservation and go over there and try to save someone's life, right? I mean, it's literally, my God, someone's in trouble. You don't care who's in that car. You're not thinking if they're black. You're not thinking if they're white. You're not thinking if they're Chinese. You're not thinking, you're not thinking any of those things. You just see a horrific accident and you know that there's a human being in that vehicle and you want to go help them. I know that every single one of you out there, that's what you're going to do, right? So there it is. There's the proof positive, guys. That's the proof positive right there. If a house is on fire, I know that all of you, I know that all of you would run into a burning building to bang on doors, to wake people up, to get people out. You would do that because... That's what we do. We look out for each other. And it doesn't matter who's inside the building. There are people in there. We want to get them out. Right? So 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 that's really what we're talking about, guys. Let's 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 bring in, you know, let's let's do this whole new decade. Let's do it right. Let's 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 enjoy each other. Let's let's get together. Let's share ideas. Let's get past all this bullshit. Let's, let's not allow the, the, the government to continue to control the way that we feel and the things that we do. You know, let's take it for face value, right? I mean, you can't read the newspaper. You can't watch the news and base your whole life on what you're reading and seeing. That's what I'm saying. Because you just, you know what? You'll live in a cardboard box and you'll never leave, right? You'll dig a hole in the backyard and you'll put in a, a shelter because because the, the world will end tomorrow because that's what they want you to believe. They, they want you to believe that, that it's all going to come to an end, that it's all over. But it's not. This is the beginning. This is just the beginning. We are on our way. We are doing amazing, amazing things. We are going amazing places. We are creating amazing cures for diseases. And we should be proud of that. And we should embrace that. And we should celebrate, right? And that's what the new year is all about, right? I mean, we're talking a couple of days away. We're talking about the decade is gone. And what do we take from it? And personally, I say that we learn from this experience. And I think if there's one thing that I'm going to take out of 2019 and I'm going to bring with me, I should say, you know what? One thing I'm going to take out of the 2000s going into 2020 uh, is the fact that I need to base my life on facts and facts alone and not have an opinion based on something that I see on social media. It just it just can't happen. Uh, you know, I'm new. I mentioned, guys, I'm new to Facebook. I haven't been on there very long. Um and I'm really on for the show uh, and promoting the show. Again, I, I need it. You know, we're absolutely broadcasting live right now. 
and I couldn't do that without Facebook. But, you know, I, I kind of scroll through and I see some of the comments that people make and some of the political comments that people make. Um, if you guys are willing to talk about that stuff, then that's great. But to make these one word off statements um, and then post them and then expect, I mean, look, why are you doing it? Because you want the likes, because you want the comments. Do you really feel that way? Is that really the way you feel? Because if that's really the way you feel, then that's really, really sad. And I, and I feel bad for you. Uh, but ultimately, like, unless you're a part of the solution, typically you're a part of the problem. Um, so I challenge everybody, man, coming into the new year, um, look at things a little differently. Um, don't take social media for its for its for its facts because it's not, and it's not going to be. And if we continue to allow that, we're all living in a fake world that doesn't exist. It really, that's that's ultimately what it is. You're the first thing you get up in the morning, you're scrolling through your phone and looking to see what somebody else did next door or where they are today or what they're doing. Look, man, unless you're Dan Blazarian, like I don't, right? I mean, right? look at Dan Blazarian. The guy's got the life by the, I mean, seriously, right? Like what is, what is, I mean, right? Polka, like the guy, I mean, there you go. That's, that, they, that, that's, say what you want, man. He's got everything. He's got everything. And then some. And he's, uh, you know, like, like pretty, a lot like, like 50 Cent. Um, Dr. Dre, like a lot of these people who just built these empires and were smart with their money. You know, real quick one. Speaking of money, do you guys know that Floyd Mayweather, highest paid athlete of like the millennium, the last 2000 years, $960 million. He made more than Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo was, I think was at 860. That's amazing. If you asked me the highest paid athlete, I probably would have thrown Cristiano Ronaldo out there. Mayweather? Never. I would have never, I would never, I would have never guessed Floyd Mayweather. Never. Never. Never would have done it. But that's the truth. And uh, that just goes to show you guys that um, it really is about how you market the product and how you put it out there. People are willing to, people are willing to spend money, you know, to do those pay-per-views. They make a ridiculous amount of money. Those promoters, they just, they get it right. Somehow they, they absolutely get it right. Um, so guys, listen, you know, I, you know, we're already two hours into the podcast. I knew this was going to be a long one. Um, but I just, I really wanted to put, um, um, a really just some direction into this podcast today. And I wanted it to be a strong message and in hopes that maybe, um, this would help us all getting into the new year and, uh, some of the things that I'm going to do, uh, you know, for changes, you know, I, I, um, I think of some, some great times as I kind of walk us out. Um, and great people in my life. And I can, I think of my, my cousin, Anna, um, who, you know, and I always tell you guys, you know, let's go back to lease and own, uh, do you Lisa, you own your life. And, um, you know, she, she's been working for a very, very long time. And, um, you know, more recent, most recently she decided to, to create her own cupcake line. Um, and now it's, um, it's doing fantastic. Um, so guys, if you have a chance, go take a look. Um, I have her in my Instagram, on my Facebook, uh, Anna Cabaceres. Uh, it's Anna's cupcakes. You gotta, you gotta go check this out. And especially like she does, um, she does these, these, these small platters. If you want for like, if it's something that's just exclusive for like you and your lady, um, or if you got to bring something for an event that you're going to listen, just give, give her a, you know, shoot her a DM. Um, let me know, hit me up guys. If you want her information and I'll send it over to you. Um, and she does, I mean, she does such amazing things I and mean, you guys have to see, uh, the creations that she makes. And if, like I said, if you guys have an event coming up and who doesn't love cupcakes? I mean, these are like gourmet, um, ridiculous 
cupcakes. Like she did this thing with with video games, and she made the video game controllers, and she does these baskets and stuff. Like guys, you guys got to check it out. Um, so I just wanted to give her a shout out and let, it, let you guys know that if you have a minute, uh, go check it out. And of course, I couldn't make it through a, an episode without mentioning uh, Etsy. Uh, if you guys haven't done so already, uh, please go over there. Um, www.etsy dot uh, com forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kudo show uh, and guys go you know help out the show I mean uh, you know sales are kind of slowed down a little bit <laughs> I know like when we first when I first launched um, it was kind of hot and heavy with the with the marketing and the merchandising but um since then kind of slowed down a little bit um, and I've lost a little bit of traction but I'm hoping that maybe we can gain some of that traction back maybe get some t-shirts out there and maybe help again like I said guys I'm not making uh, and it's no revenue for me. It really is just supporting the show um, and helping along with uh, some of the costs, you know, the website, um, the, the the podcast hosting. Um, all of that stuff comes at an expense. But again, not your burden, mine. I just uh, hope that maybe, you know, one off the other, um, it could help itself out. And of course, Patron. Um, um, Patron, that's so funny. I had Patron for Christmas. <laughs> Patreon is what I wanted to talk about. Guys, go check it out. Patreon, uh, the Bobby Kudo Show. Um, if you guys want to submit donations, um, anything to support the show, it's greatly appreciated. Um, every every single dollar helps. Like I said, on the uh, on the expense side. But I mean, again, it's up to you. Uh, it's not going to make or break the show. I, I will continue to do what I'm doing, and um, <laughs> I'll spend what I got to spend to to make it work. Because I got to be honest with you guys, I. Going into 2020 with this, with the podcast, with the traction, knowing that this is episode 20, um, I'm 80 episodes away from um, 100, uh, and I'm, we're going to get there, and we're going to get there together. Um, I'm so excited, and I cannot believe that I'm going to start the new decade um, with this podcast, uh, with this brand, The Bobby Kudo Show, uh, and that you are all going to come along with me. I mean, I, I just, um, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I'm beside myself. I really am. Um, so just one real quick thing. I, I, I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't mention uh, Don Imus. Uh, anybody who's listened to radio, you, you know who Don Imus was. He was um, pretty much Howard Stern's arch nemesis through the years of radio. And, um, you know, he passed away um, 79 years old. I mean, he... he um, he made it quite the ways, I man. At seventy-nine years old, that's a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good age. It's a pretty good life. Uh, when you think about um, the growth of radio and where radio was and what it is today, and podcasting, you can't forget people like him, people like the Howard Stearns uh, of the world that really um, were trendsetters, right? Like they were, they were literally uh, doing things, doing things different. Um, so. You know, there was a bunch of people I was gonna I was gonna mention that uh, we lost this year, but you know what? I don't want to bring the podcast down. You guys can Google that stuff. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, so go check it out if you guys wanna. If you really wanna um, see who died the, the last ten years, I don't. I don't wanna. Right? I want to remember. I remember everybody who's here. Right? Right? Let's let's not talk about the ones that are gone right now. Let's talk about moving forward. Let's talk about the ones that are here and how we can grow and be better people and better citizens and um, better brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and aunts and uncles and better friends to one another. Uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a stranger to you. I don't want you to be a stranger to me. I, I, I want, I want you to acknowledge me when I walk by you in the store. I want you to, um, to acknowledge me when I ask you a question. Um, I'd like you to treat me with some courtesy and respect and, and by all means I would return that favor uh, to you as well. So, 
Um, let's bring in the new year um, with positive energy. Let's let's leave all this garbage behind. Um, it's unfortunate that we're going to be going into 2020 with this whole impeachment thing in the government, and it's it really is so distracting to what we're trying to achieve um, in every aspect of what we do. Uh, not not even to mention the the conflict and conversation um, with all this stuff. But don't don't believe the bullshit, guys. Just don't don't go in. That's all. This, I guess that's what I want to say is don't don't believe the bullshit. Really don't. Just just go into this year and don't don't think that everything that they're telling you is 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 in your best interest because it's not. You need to decipher and take what you feel is right and what you feel is not right uh, and make the best decision for you and your family. I know I say this all the time and I really, really mean it. And I hope if I say it enough that you guys will really just, just remember that. Um, it's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to have an idea. I don't think any less or more of you for having that opinion. But just keep in mind to remember that when people are trying to express an idea, they're always going to say it in their light. They're always two sides to every story, guys. And somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle is the truth. That's that's the message. Two sides to every story and somewhere in the middle is the truth. So Democrats say one thing, Republicans say another. Somewhere in the middle of there, there may be some truth in that. Um, but you you take that with what you do with it what you will. Um, I just hope that um, we don't we don't continue to do you know or repeat history. You know right? Because they tell you, you just, if you if you if you forget if you forget history, then you're doomed to repeat it. Right? So let's not forget. Um, let's remember. I mean, it's all important. All of it. All of it. Like the stuff that just happened. You know, let's just not even we'll go back to two thousand to now and and how the world changed, guys, the day that those two planes flew into those two buildings. The world has never been the same since. And you know what? It's up to us, it's up to our kids, and it's up to their kids to um never be in a situation where things like that are happening. For whatever the reasons were. For whatever the reasons were. As wrong as that was the idea that there was a nation out there that disliked us that much, that disliked the American idealism that much, that they were willing, that they were willing to fly airplanes into buildings and kill thousands of people. We have to get away from that. I believe that we, as a people, have evolved and have gotten past that kind of um, barbaric. Um, message right because that's what that is it's barbaric there's no good that can come from that um it really just it hurts us in every way shape and form you know even the fact of relationships and profiling um i think it's been long enough that we can uh rather than like chase terrorists how about we prevent them from even becoming terrorists right if you're happy with your life, then then you don't want to destroy it, right? Isn't that isn't that fundamentally what that's all about? Um, if you're happy with your life, you want to you want to embrace it. You don't want to destroy it. So let's look at these third world countries. You know, let's look at the Hades. Let's let's look at the Somalias, and let's let's see what we can do to maybe get these people some infrastructure. And I'm not saying throw money at it, but just maybe just some 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 education. Uh, you know, like architecturally, uh, economically, um, fundamentally, show these people like that they can live in harmony. They can have nice things, and um, they don't have to live in rubble, and and not even have medical care. 
Let's do that. Let's commit to that. Let's commit to the to, to the humanity. Let's commit that to us, um, because that's what I want to do, and that's the whole reason why I have the podcast is is to say, you know, how can how can I contribute um, to making the world a better place? And and I hope that you will embrace that same idealism um, and bring in the new year. Um, I just want to, you know, again, I, you know, on my way out, guys, I I want to say I thank you for lending me your ear. Um, I want to wish everybody a very wonderful, safe, and happy new year. Um, I hope that you are with all of the people um, that you love um, and all of the people that uh, love you are with you uh, and that um, we bring in this new year with maybe a fresh idea, maybe a fresh thought, uh, and maybe just a different way of thinking uh, because I think that uh, ultimately we're learning um, you know, the idea that, you know, a child will touch fire once and understand that, hey, if I do that again, it burns. I think that's where we are right now, uh, I think, as a people, that we're realizing, hey, wait a minute, not everything I hear is absolute truth. Um, not everything I read is absolute truth. Um, I need to find that out for myself. And with that said, guys, I want um, I, I want to say thank you to everyone um, for this um, amazing journey up into this point. Um, I know I kind of came into the podcasting scene late into 2019 where I finally realized that this was something that I wanted to do um, and had the nerve to actually go ahead and put something together and do it. Uh, the fact that you know episode 20 is just right before um, 2020, I think the irony um, is, is um, kind of cool. And uh, I like to run with that. So so let's bring in the new year with the Bobby Kudo show, um, with the idea that we can all look out for each other, um, that it's not every man for himself, uh, that it's not a dog-eat-dog world. Um, the idea that, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice for your better doesn't mean that I have to lose. Um, it should mean that I can win. And remember that, you know, we can all be a hero, guys. I, I wonder, I want to reiterate that. We can all be a hero. Uh, and it doesn't mean putting out a fire. Um, sometimes it's just being at the right place at the right time or just having that conversation with someone that um, might change um, their world, their life. Um, and with that said, everyone, I, I just want to say one more time, um, from the bottom of my heart, I love you all equally. Um, I appreciate every single one of you. I appreciate the support. Uh, I cannot thank you all enough. Remember, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I appreciate the comments, guys. Apple Podcast. If you guys could reviews, um, you know, the only way that um, I can continue to do this is, you know, is if I'm I'm, I'm relevant. Um, and those reviews will actually put me in those brackets where um, at some point we can be the show itself can be ranked, um, and that's really my goal. Um, if we can get the show ranked. Uh, on Apple, uh, again, and that's all based on the amount of reviews and comments uh, that the show receives. If we can get ranked, then um, I think that, that that would just, the show would just explode at that point. I honestly believe that, you know, it, the show is one person away um, from getting to 10,000. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I believe. Uh, the, the amount of, of um, um, viewership um, that we're, we're gaining, um, it's just amazing to me the, the speed at which it's happening. 
Um, and I know that's all because of you guys. You guys are all talking about it. You're telling your friends. You're telling your family. You're telling everyone you know um, about the show. And without that, I, I, I could I couldn't do what I want to do. And I just again, I just one last time um, from the bottom of my heart, um, I thank you all very very much, uh, and want to say um, that this journey is just beginning. Uh, I can't wait to get behind the mic. Uh, you know, it seems like seven days away seems uh, too long, and I'm hoping that maybe it won't have to be seven days. Steve, I'm reaching out to you, buddy. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. We'll see what day works for you, and um, as soon as we can get together, record it. Um, I will edit, and we will drop it that day. So if it's if it's seven days, if it's five days, if it's four days, I know maybe you mentioned Thursdays, whatever day that is, um, we can go ahead and do that, and we can drop and uh, uh, just drop another great episode. And I think. Um, I'm really excited of having your content and your opinion on the show. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so guys, you know, with that said, I just want to, um, walk us out of here, uh, and say that, um, um, I appreciate every single one of you. Make sure you go over, support us on Etsy, support us on, on, uh, uh, Instagram, support us on Facebook, uh, on Twitter. It all helps very, very much uh, and validates what I'm doing here. Um, so with that said, guys. Um, let's say goodbye to 2019. Let's say hello to 2020. And remember that all roads lead here. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. What Just a boy in school I asked my teacher What should I try? Should I paint pictures? Should I sing songs? This was her wise reply Que sera, sera Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera, sera What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my lover what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day Guess what my lover said The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. What will be, will be. Now I have children of my own. They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? I tell them, wait and see. Future's not ours to see.